this time on Kawaii Fi Radio. It's our first show back after trips to Japan and Melbourne. You you went to Japan and you came back with a British accent. <laughs> what is that all about, He's Kyle? He's starting using words like cheeky and bugger and Blame you the... cheeky bugger. <laughs> Blame the tourists. We touch on the new Dragon Ball announcement. So what on earth is going to happen? I have no I idea. Don't get me wrong. deeply involved. Deep. He's so deep so in this. Deep. <laughs> and there's a whole new anime season to talk about. It makes sense. Having a happy family is a shonen fantasy. So. <laughs> 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 Am I wrong? Hey, oh no, he's right. Avalanche! <laughs> it's over 9,000! And welcome, you're tuned in to Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast we dive into the world of anime, manga, and all things that pop out of Japan. I'm Kyle, and with me is Tifa and Kenny. Hello. Hi. It's been a while. That's been yeah. a bit. We've all been... Why did that sound so British? It's been a while. It's been a while, eh, Giza? <laughs> Oi, it's been a minute. Yeah. I've been a hot take, yeah. Oh, you've been travelling, haven't you? That's oh, why you've got a bit of an accent now. Oh, we're on a tour. <laughs> you, you went to Japan and you came back with a British accent. What is that all about, He's Kyle? starting using words like cheeky and bugger Blame and you the... cheeky bugger. <laughs> Blame the tourists. No, um, no I, I was in Japan. Tifa, you and Aaron wore also over in PAX last week mm-hmm. um, in Melbourne. and then we were going to do like a sort of remote hybrid thing where you guys would record stuff and send it in and then I got bronchitis in the last week of Japan. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's gone now. Hooray. Thank you, antibiotics. Um, so we decided it's probably wise to get this episode out sooner rather than later because next week's the only week we can realistically do the Halloween episode. Yes. So... Um, we're, we're doing the season preview today, so you're going to get uh, two episodes two weeks in a row. So oh I know. Lucky what, you. Yeah, like, you, you, I'd be jealous if I was a listener. <laughs> <laughs> but look, uh, this episode, as we mentioned, it is a brand new anime season. We are a couple of weeks in, um, like, Fury Ren's got seven episodes out, but that's because oh. four of them were dropped all at once. Um, so there's a lot to talk about, though this season's probably not as heavy as we were expecting, mm. and that's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because, let's be honest, there's been a lot of good shows this year that a lot of people haven't had time to catch up on. This is the perfect season for a back catalogue. It's kind watch. of the yeah. bane of like this entire endeavour is... There's a lot of content. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how like the big name YouTubers do it, like just cover well, everything. I mean, the, the, how do they do it? It's their job. Okay. Like, yeah. it, it's they like, don't have a day job yeah. to do. We, we still have to contend with, you know, <laughs> earning a living. Damn. <laughs> um, so look, if you are enjoying what you've heard in the past or so far in this episode, subscribe, join the Kawaii community. Anime videos are coming back too, um, as in like, for our YouTube channel because I filmed a bucket load of stuff in Japan and uh, don't tell my boss but I'm going to quit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, those videos will be coming soon because I'll have He's time. subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> I just Please. checked <laughs> <laughs> Please no. Um, so look, if um, if you would like to, to check those out, head over to our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button unless you're already listening there and then hello. Um, you can find links in the episode description as always. Um, Patreon as well we'll talk about that later and plenty to talk about this episode too but first we actually need to look at the season that has gone by because let's let's be fair i got sick a lot the last six months 
Um, and the last season, we didn't really get to talk about a lot because it was just a very busy period on top of that as well. So let's talk about what we did actually check out. Why do we watch that? Definitely in my top five. Season in review. So we're going to do something a little bit different because... Um, I don't know what Aaron watched because he Aww. watched a lot of Shonen stuff. Yeah. And I, I know with every season, Aaron goes and checks out all the Shonen ones and then he finds which one of those is the gem. And um, unfortunately, because of his roster and um, the time difference for that, I completely forgot to ask him Aww. last night yeah. what he watched last season because <laughs> he watched a lot. Um, so we will probably add that in like the next episode when he's back yeah. and um, he can berate us on how wonderful the show was that we yeah. all missed. Um, but what I do want to talk about is probably the standout original, uh, well, the standout new shows from this season, um, mm-hmm. which is probably like if you if you follow Anime News Network, you'll realize that everyone there picked this, and for very good reason. That was Undead Murder Farce. Mm-hmm. So this is a world where. And this is Emma's pick for the season um, because Kira Lee picked the one that she also really liked. Um, (laughs) So Undead Murder Farce is a show about a detective and it's kind of like a Sherlock Holmesy type of thing where you've got the main detective and you know the supporting character does this count as like the Sherlock Holmes anime Sherlock Holmes <laughs> is actually in it so uh, it does yes. count as the Sherlock anime for this season there's a bunch of those yeah, like there's there at least yeah. one every year but um Undead Murder Farce uh, features a guy who is half Oni and he is an Oni hunter and it also features a uh, the girl who is the leading character who is the immortal from Japanese mythology mm. But someone stole her body. Huh. So she's just a severed head. And obviously she can't <laughs> die. So um, it's set in an alternative timeline during the late 19th century. Supernatural creatures such as vampires, onis, werewolves, these all exist in the world. All of the historical characters um, such as Arsene Lupin, like the original Feath, not Arsene Lupin III. Um, <laughs> in, <laughs> um you know, Moriarty, all these sort of characters are real characters in it. Um, the vampire lines and the history of like Transylvania is a real story within this universe. So it, it's got a lot of room to play. Damn, I want to watch this now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it starts off in Japan where Su- uh, Sugaru, he's an experimental half Oni known as an Oni Slayer. He accepts a job from an immortal woman named Ayarindo and her loyal servant uh, Shizuku. He wishes to find a way, uh, well, Sugara wishes to find a way to extend his lifespan and Aya exists solely as a talking head um, because she wants to die. Um, because she what is it with all the severed heads in anime lately yeah so she wants to die because she can't get her body back but it's all it's starting to like the story very quickly starts to expand you realize she doesn't actually want to die Um, at least not yet Um, she now has a mission and she wants to they both realize the person who one turned Suguru into a half oni um, and also stole um, uh, Rindo's body is the same person a foreigner with an M printed on his cane Moriarty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, take a guess. I never would guess. Yeah. They leave Japan for Europe and try and track him down. And this leads them to doing other mysteries before they eventually get to London and a box which they have to protect um, from like a massive raid. And that's where like What's the, in the box? bulk of the story comes in. Uh, a diamond which actually, it's a black diamond which uh, has something to do with werewolves. 
Um, apparently, it's not like you know it creates werewolves or anything like that. It is like you can use it as a way to find them because they've secluded oh. themselves and hidden themselves from the world. Trippy. Yeah. So there's that sort of thing. Um, so while trying to try uh, to locate Aya's missing body and hopefully the target with it, they take on supernatural mysteries with the across Europe, um, with Sugaru taking on the persona of the Cage Unit. Cage user, sorry, because he carries around the bird cage which has Aya's head inside it. <laughs> so everyone's like the cage user detective, yeah. and it's like, who is the detective? <laughs> also, um, he is like a traditional, um, oh, what do they call it? Kabuki show performer. Oh. So. All of his fights are almost like a massive performance and he talks through them as well and he tells really dumb stories and always finishes them with like bowing on the state like on the ground and you're just like I'm sorry, what? And it's like that was a distraction. <laughs> it's like nice. If I had a nickel for every Kabuchiko Sherlock Holmes mystery, I I'd, know, right? I'd have two, two nickels. nickels. <laughs> Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Yeah, yeah. So th- this this was really well done. Um, the mangas are... Well, sorry, it's not manga. It's a novel series, which is ongoing. Not a light novel series either. So, oh, like, okay. traditional yeah. novelization. Um, manga's got seven volumes um, split across two franchises, and the series had 13 episodes. It was great from beginning to end. Um, like, the whole thing is just enjoyable. It's unique. Um, it's entertaining. Um, and I just... I enjoyed the whole thing the whole way through. So, yeah. Um, Let's go on to Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2. Because, Mm. Tifa, this is obviously your baby. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) People died. (laughs) People are dying. (laughs) Yeah, so it's still ongoing. Like, speaking of severed heads, there are severed heads in the recent episode. (laughs) I had a nickel for all the anime severed heads. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have seven nickels. (laughs) I'd have, like, seven bucks at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with season two? Because I know we started off with like a a, a flashback. flashback? Yeah. Yeah, So we started off with the premature death and hidden inventory arc, which is about like Gojo and Ghetto and their kind of like story together and all that kind of stuff prior to Ghetto's turn into a villain. Now we are in Shibuya arc, which is the famed arc of the manga, except recent stuff in the manga might be controversially Ooh, more so. Yeah. But <laughs> um, so this is like basically a really important arc where important characters disappear or die. So mm, it really wow. sets up for, and these are like main, main characters. So like last season, we did have one character who we assumed was going to be a main character because he was in the, the opening, opening <laughs> but uh, dies. <laughs> I can really alert. appreciate like a show that takes risks like that. Yeah. yeah. And then, so this season, um, like, I mean, the first part of this season did that as well with some characters that were main characters for that part of the story that we really adored mm. and they died. And in mm. very shocking ways as well. Yeah. And then, so this season, the Shibuya arc, they... How do I even explain Shibuya arc? It's ghetto. It's ghetto's like whole thing into kind of like attacking Gojo and uh, starting his plan. But mm-hmm. like as most people know, Gojo is all powerful, so they have to try and get rid of him mm. in some aspect, which has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and things start to get interesting from here because basically everyone is on the same playing field, which mm. is what makes it really interesting, yeah. right? The only thing that could potentially change this is if Sukuna decides 
to come to life. Like if mm. he decides that he's going to take over Itadori or if more mm. fingers are given to him and he gains more power, that kind of thing. Yeah. So other than that, they're pretty much on the same playing field and mm. Sukuna is currently on the side of the like the good guys. Yeah, um, yeah. But potentially you don't know if like Ghetto could get to him and I mean, make him join you also that don't side. Know like, if, you like, don't know what you, he's going to do. We, we don't know what Ghetto's endgame is at this point of the story. Yes. And it's just like... As it's all been laid out, you're just kind of a bit like, is Ghetto after Sukuna? Is he trying to bring him over to his side to then like... But then you or also like... Or does he not care? Or does, like or does Ghetto actually want to get rid of Sukuna because yeah. he's a you know a, a literal challenge to his own power? Like there's so many aspects of this which is just like... Ooh. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of what Ghetto wants to do, which has been heavily ingrained in the story, like something mm. that's behind his actions, even though we don't really know what he's going to do next, is he wants a world of just sorcerers. Mm. He does not want normal humans to exist in this world as because of what happened in this kind of prequel yeah. sort of era where he couldn't, he can't save them. He yeah. cannot save normal humans. Was so the star like, vessel technically a, a, a normal human? A normal human. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, the, he can't save humans. So, you either get every single human that has some sort of, like, energy within them mm. to become some sort of sorcerer in a sense mm-hmm. and then get rid of everyone else in yeah kind of you know it's I his, mean, his philosophy of... of saving the world in a way yeah like, I, w- I was gonna say because it's it's kind of interesting because when you look at it like this is sort of like similar to what like we, we often talk about like you've got those different tiers of villains mm. and you've got like you know your basic tier where it's just like i'm evil because i'm evil um and then you know it goes all the way up to their, their idea is so good. Their philosophy is so good. You start wondering, maybe they're right. Yeah. And th- I think he's just on that cusp. But there's like, also like sure. an extra addition of spiciness to this because mm. there's something else going on within Ghetto that is mm. a spoiler. Mm. So it, it's quite interesting and complex as a villain, mm. even though we don't really actually see that much of him in his villain stage that much. Mm. We just hear about it and see like little bits yeah. and pieces. But yeah, so this arc is going to be a lot of like deaths, a lot of endings for a lot of characters. Yeah. And it's really going to bring back how powerful you think this group is. They're not going to be as powerful as you yeah. would hope, even though... Like in the recent episode, we saw Nanami just absolutely destroy another man. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people enjoyed that. But <laughs> um, and Everyone I, on the internet, God, I wish that were me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with um, Gojo when he was fighting one of the, the cursed like villains mm. as well. And he breaks his arm, like puts it between his legs and like breaks it. And everyone's just like... Mappa, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and Mappa's like, we know what we're yeah. doing. <laughs> and it's like earlier on in this part of the season, I was kind of like, I'm not sure how I feel yeah. about this animation. There's a lot of like that ghost tracing, yeah. like framing stuff, which isn't that great. But as it progresses, I'm I'm glad to see that the animation is improving, which is yeah. what we thought would happen. Yeah. But it was just because really we did discuss this. Like the first four episodes is it four episodes for the yeah yeah those first four episodes have a very different art style. Mm animation and like you can see elements of Mappa's character design mm. and their artwork and their line work to it but we also were aware that Toei Studios was brought in to actually help with this because they wanted it to look different yeah mm. um, and Toei like I, I, I think we've mentioned this at, at ad nauseum at this point I've been involved in like anime and animation for like 
80 years mm. now. It's yeah. it's insane. They, yeah, they are very much an industry yeah. standard. Yeah, and like they, they do live action stuff as well, like you know your period dramas yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So they've got quite a diverse range of skills and animations and 3D and you know all that sort of stuff. So you know what they do is going to be good. Mm. But it was just such a jarring change yeah. from what we'd seen before, especially when you looked at Gojo and you're like... Mm. But then, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Th- that's all explained, like, yeah. but like th- they really made it feel completely different. It worked really well, though. There's, there's a lot of different an- elements in the animation this season that work quite interestingly to mm. tell the story. Like, I do really like the way they've changed certain things, especially in that prequel kind of era, yeah. because that also correlates with the movie. So some of the yeah. bits are actually different as well because you're seeing it from a different perspective. Yeah, because technically the movie happens between episode four and five mm-hmm. if you're going yes. to, yeah, if yeah. you were going through a chronological watch order because that you've got to go to a point where Gojo is a teacher, basically. Mm. Well, bordering on one. And then you've got to go back to the normal timeline. Yeah, because that's... Um, so it would be the year before Itadori, so... yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Like, yeah. Oh, it's so there's, good. <laughs> there's a lot going on, and every episode Twitter goes crazy. So like, I, I don't think it was like Twitter, this. Like... Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was like this for the first season. I think if the first season surprised a lot of mm. people, but now that everyone is kind of on the JJK hype train, yeah. I'm gonna say that people are more hyped about it than Chainsaw Man, and people oh, were yeah. super hyped about Chainsaw Man. Before, yeah, so. I mean, like, and you and I have discussed this. Chainsaw mm-hmm. Man's fallen off the wagon. It's just, the, the manga is just... It's, I think it's that the hype exceeded. I well, do it's, it's think not that, even that so either. I do think that Chainsaw Man could potentially still go up. I, yeah. I just think that the end of part one could have been the end of the whole series yeah. because it was just done oh, really well. But the beginning of Chainsaw Man is quite slow until yeah. it gets to a certain point. So I did wonder if this would be the same, like it's slow and then they're going to really push did for something. Did you read the most recent chapter? I haven't read the, the last 10 chapters. <laughs> Yeah, um, they deal with the whole Chainsaw Man church thing. Oh, yes, yeah. And Itadori, uh, not Itadori, um, <laughs> thing that doesn't do anything. Denji. Denji doesn't do anything in it. And you're yeah. like, oh, and it's it's kind of like without any bloodshed. And you're like, huh, what was the point of all this build-up then? Like, you know, it's meant to explode into a big action mm. scene. And there is a hint of something happening with the war demon. Yeah. Uh, war devil at the end of it, uh, of the most recent chapter. But it's not enough to make you go, this is going to be a big explosive thing. Mm. You go, it, it could literally, the next chapter could end with literally the, the war devil having her head cut off. Yeah. That's I, it. I'm just like, like I'm so <laughs> conflicted about Denji's position yeah. in the the manga because I'm like, oh, he deserves a little break here. He can go to high school. He doesn't yeah. have an education. Maybe he needs that. But then I'm like, Denji, can you do something, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to see something. Yeah. It's, it's just, it feels like the character of Chainsaw Man has had to take a backseat for some world building which doesn't feel like it actually helps like, yeah. they, like it's okay it's to okay, do that but it's but been i don't yeah. know 50 I, odd chapters now? well it's i've uh, seen way too many uh shows where the main character takes a complete backseat and becomes a side character well in if we look yeah. at Disney. jujutsu kaisen the most recent manga arc mm. itadori is not the main character no, but, but I mean, it's yeah. done so well mm. that it doesn't quite matter. Like these are characters, mm. and it's a story that you are interested in, and it still works because Sukuna is. Wait, are we talking the manga it. arc or Blonde the ma- Sugar the Daddy? Manga arc. 
<laughs> the blonde sugar daddy is, is something else, but um, <laughs> uh, in the recent yeah. in the recent manga arc, it's not focused on Itadori at and, all. And this is the thing: like, if it's if it's done well like that, mm. it's fine. But Chainsaw Man hasn't done it well. Like, mm. you you keep going back to Denji, and he's just kind of like. Hanging about. And to, like, be, to be fair, that's because it's called Chainsaw Man. It's about the Chainsaw Man <laughs> Denji. Jujutsu Kaisen is like uh, Naruto or Bleach. It's an ensemble cast. Mm. This There's is true. This a is lot true. of people to it. But I do wonder if another thing with Chainsaw Man is because our current main character is not one that we saw previously. She's newly introduced. Yeah. Oh. Whereas in Jujutsu Kaisen, the current... Kind the person of, they're following the, now yeah, is already is, well established. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I wonder if that also, you know, because we already have that connection in Jujutsu Kaisen, but in Chainsaw Man, we didn't already have that connection. Yeah. Like, I like Perhaps. her character, but yeah. I don't think they're doing anything with her. It, it seems a lot of... The, uh, this is... And I did just binge read, I think, about five chapters the other night. Mm. And it feels like there's so much more focus on the world around them as opposed to the characters that you've been introduced to. So yeah. you meet this guy from the, the church group and then he disappears after two chapters and mm. you don't see him again until like the whole big fight with them. And even then, it's not really a big fight. It's just kind of like, it happened between mm. chapters. You're like, ah, oh, why bother? Like, that's yeah. lazy. It, it well, it's not lazy. It's just I think he might not know where he's going with it yet. I think he might have had an yeah. idea that he wanted to, you know, do this arc which focuses on the War Devil because we had the Gun Devil for the first mm -hmm. arc. No, I just and I, I just hate now, that whole story happened off screen. You just trust oh yeah me. yeah yeah. <sighs> but I mean, but by the sounds of it, it was like a a bloodless fight. So like you know, no one died, sort of thing. Mm. But you just kind of like. It's just a, yeah, it's going to be hard to know whether or not it's going to end up in a good place until, yeah. I guess, we get there. <laughs> it, it kind of feels, like, I do wonder if, like, because the, the way this is going, it feels like Denji's not going to be able to, not going to do anything at all in yeah. this, this part of the story. And then we'll get to part three and it will start up again. And it's going to be a case that people will read it and everyone in the community will just say, skip part two. Yeah. Because much. it does, it hasn't added anything to yeah. it. Like there are elements of his character growth, which is good in there, but like that can be explained in two panels on mm. another, in a different part. <laughs> like it's yeah, really bad. Sure. Anyway, we've gone well off topic here. <laughs> um, let's go back and talk about what we, uh, season in review stuff. My Happy Marriage. This is Aww. a Netflix one. Kira Lee and Emma are obsessed with it um, for good reason. Several of our friends have watched it. Um, I've only been hearing good things about My it. My mum loves it. Yeah, it is, it is peak shoujo this. This is peak shoujo. So this is sort of like a supernatural-ish romance. Yeah. The main character, um, I'll, I'll get up the names because I, I, I basically watched it over Emma's shoulder while doing things for the entire show because I was like, oh, it's actually quite good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it focuses on a girl who her family is kind of like nasty. So yeah. she's born talentless to a noble family for their supernatural abilities. Mio is forced into an existence of servitude by her abusive stepmother. When Mio finally comes of marriageable age though, her hopes of being whisked away to a better life crumble after she discovers her fiancé's identity. Kyoka Kudo, a commander apparently so cold and cruel that his previous would-be brides all fled within three days of engagement. Mm. With no home to return to, Mio resigns herself to her fate and soon finds that her pale, beautiful husband-to-be is anything but the monster she expected. As they slowly open their hearts to each other, both realise the other may be their chance at finding true love and happiness. Um, 
Oh. Kyoke is basically Roy Mustang as a <laughs> uh, shoujo like yeah. love interest. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, and the whole story, like in, when including I say Roy Mustang, including the pyromania. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, that's his ability. But they, they really play down the supernatural elements yeah, for like the first do, five yeah. episodes. And then they start bringing it in. And you start, fascinating. You start learning about mm. Mio's history. Like literally like they realize that Kyoka is actually really nice and the reason all the other marriages didn't work is because they were gold diggers <laughs> like it, 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 they he realized that they were trying to get something out of him as mm. opposed to actually being interested in him so yep. he actually valued love um, so Mio's family her stepmom who is a horrible cow and wants basically to remove Mio from the them, evil stepmother li- literally um, she has a daughter um, so they marry the daughter off to the guy that Mio actually loved, knowing mm. this, um, for a, you know political reasons, the daughter obviously is then rubbing that in, and then Mio goes and marries Kyoka, uh, well, is engaged to Kyoka, and then they realise Mio's happy, so then mm. they decide that the stepdaughter will replace Mio in that marriage because Mio shouldn't have happiness, <laughs> um, and Kyoka is not having any of it. He's basically like you're just you're you're what was it? I think he said you are ugly inside and out or something like that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then their entire compound burns down. It's very yeah. satisfying. <laughs> what nice. a king! What a king! Yeah, like, king move. <laughs> I might um, have to get this on. It is, it's really well done. It's um, it's on Netflix. It does have a dub. Um, I don't rate the dub. Um, it's a bit of a typical Netflix dub. Um, but the, the, the Japanese version, the translation is very good. Um, it was done by Cinema Citrus as well. Um, it is just beautiful. Um, Cinema Citrus is probably most well known for Rising of the Shield Hero, but they did mm. Maiden Abyss, uh, Black Bullet. Um, is the Order a Rabbit? <laughs> Star- they were in Star Wars Visions as well. They were the main studio. Well, they partnered with Bones on Tokyo Magnitude 8. Mm. Um, also, My Happy Marriage is getting a second season too. Yeah. Wicked. So, yeah. Um, nice. Like, it's, it, it's good. It's, it's go watch it. Like, it's like, is this marriage a blessing or a curse? No, it's yes. spooky dookie stuff. That's what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's historical. They're all adult cast as well, which is nice to see. Yeah. Um, the dub has German as well, um, along with French and a whole load of other ones. I guess because it's Netflix, so they usually yeah. try and do most languages. Yeah, English, German, French, Brazilian, Portuguese, Thai, Polish, Hungarian, Latin American, Spanish. So, yeah, and it's on a lot. Like, despite it being a Netflix, like, Polish one. Mm. Is there a big anime community in Poland? Well, Poland's pretty big, like both population-wise and size-wise. So. I mean, we did get a massive hit from Lithuania not long ago. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, Which fair. It just still fascinates me. But yeah, um, if you want to find out, like, if you are one of those areas which doesn't have like normal Netflix um, in your area because it, Netflix is weird on their rights agreements. Netflix um, is weird. Go period. check LiveChart.me because they list all the locations, so they'll tell you where you can actually watch it in your area. Um, anyway, let's move on from that to my pick, which I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking, and this is on me. Um, <laughs> but Zom One Hundred. Yeah. 
I mean, so we did talk about last time as well. I think it was a yeah. big standout for this season. It though. was, it was, and, and a bit of a tragedy as well. I know. Yeah. So Zom One Hundred only ended up getting nine out of its twelve episodes out. Um, mm-hmm. The last three episodes do not have release dates. They said it's been yeah. delayed indefinitely. It's not indefinite. It's that they don't have a release date or time for broadcast. Yes. So whether that means they go for a full digital release for those last three episodes, or whether they put them out exclusively on Blu-ray, I don't know. <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a winning like marketing it, strategy. It is. I mean, really, is, this awesome series will sell you the last three episodes. It is streaming on like most platforms as well, so yeah. it's more than likely going to be a digital release. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, like th- this is the thing as well. Like one thing I noticed, there is so much promotion for on-demand video in Japan now. Like Ugh. even Fuji TV and Tokyo TV have their own streaming platforms now. Mm. So it's it's becoming more common in Japan, which was. I think part of the barrier to it becoming more common for us accessing anime on Although, demand. I mean, if you look even locally, that checks out even here as well. We yeah. have ABC, SBS, and 7 on demand. And 9 and 10. It, All of them have it now. It's, yeah. it's I think just, the only one that doesn't is Access 31. and I'm, I don't think they that's, exist. That's probably for the best. <laughs> like, no, no offense to them, but it's, know, it's probably I, for the best. I kind of miss it. I think I got to see like Monkey Magic on that. Yeah, yeah. It, I like that. It was show. a public broadcaster, but being a public broadcaster in Australia is just very difficult. Um, anyway, Zone 100 is a series about uh, a zombie apocalypse. What? Who would have guessed? Um, and it is basically the main character, uh, Akira. He... He basically goes, I'm going to write a hundred things down of, like, I want to do before yeah, I it's, die. Yeah, it's not that, you know, zombie apocalypse has happened and he's experiencing shock and horror. This he's is like, a comedy. Oh my god, this is so freeing. I can finally do everything I've wanted to, because who's going to stop me? The zombies? Yeah, no. So Akira Tendo, 24-year-old office worker for ZLM, discovers himself trapped in a routine, meaningless life. Um, he wanted to be, like, a movie producer involved in all that. Ended up in a black company. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes driving motivation since he is disenchanted with his career however when the zombie apocalypse is caused by an experimental bioweapon apparently that's that's not even confirmed like um when the zombie apocalypse strikes tokyo everything is turned upside down instead of succumbing to dread akira sees this as an opportunity to experience life to its fullest rather than settle for his humdrum existence he decides to create a bucket list of everything he wants to do before dying in order to not experience it for in order to not only experience it firsthand, but also to show that he is alive and well. And dear listeners, if you want like an idea of how this anime is going to be, if you like, if you're skeptical on just watching it, go to YouTube and look at the uh, opening to this oh, show. Yeah. The, yeah, the, it the, is the, so good. Opening version two. So, um, so that's something to to note as well. Like a lot of people watch this and didn't get it. And it's like, there's not much to get there's here. Not much it's, to it's, get. it's very straightforward. It's it's done through the color palette at the beginning. Everything is in black and white. He is miserable. The zombie apocalypse occurs and things start sprouting into color. <laughs> and it's because he is feeling a sense of relief and ability to actually, you know, mm. it's life versus death. It's such a crazy kind of color yeah. scheme as well. But yeah, the... the original version of the OP just used clip footage from the previous episode in it because the oh. studio, Bug Films, couldn't actually... They didn't have enough time what? Um, to, to finish animating it. They're a brand new studio. So obviously this is their first time dealing with broadcast schedules. So Crazy. they had that. But then by episode six, they had the final version done. And it is amazing. It is just a dance party, basically. Um, they even actually... Uh, I thought it was a bit 
odd when I was watching it because there's a scene where like there's a person in it strumming the guitar and singing. Mm. It's the flippin' lead singer of um, the band doing the OP, which <laughs> from memory was either Bump of Chicken. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Bump, Bump of Chicken. chicken. Yeah. Um, and then Bump the, the chicken. next scene after that where it's got one of the girls whispering at the screen, he's being tossed in the air yeah. in the background. <laughs> it's like, yes. Um, it's just, it's colourful, it's fun. Um, they lip sync to the song and it's just so... Mwah, Zombie affection. dance party. I didn't know I needed this in life, but I did. It's yeah, it's it's so good. Um, it has a full English dub over on um, Crunchyroll, and um, that is where it's predominantly been airing as well. Um, and Netflix. There, yeah, and Netflix. Actually, I keep forgetting that. Um, it has been licensed by Viz Media outside of Asia and all of the Muse uh, platform in Southeast Asia. So, like you know, Muse Asia, Muse Vietnam, mm. yada yada yada, um, Muse India as well. Usually, so there's also a live action film um, which was on Netflix. It's not as good as um, the anime, but for for a laugh, it's it's pretty good. So yeah, mm. um, if you are going to read the manga though, there is something to be aware of. So there is 15 volumes of the manga. Uh, the first 12 have been translated in English and then they then they got picked up for international release and they just started translating the chapters as they released from then. Mm. So we're missing chapter like 13 and 14 in English. Huh. I think it was. Or 12 and 13. That's weird. And if you go and go on Shonen Jump's official app or sorry, Viz Media's official mm. app for it, Though it goes to like that, and then it skips eight chapters and goes yeah. continues. Um, and the, what happens in those eight chapters apparently seems to be quite important. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Like, I think it's to do with them hunting for a cure, and it's like that seems like a big deal to leave does, out. Yeah, it's and no. and I know why they're doing it. It's because ah. the English, yeah, you know, yeah. volumes are coming out, and they want people to buy the physical volumes, and everyone's just like. No, you this the, fan translators can do it in twenty four hours. Yeah. Like fan translators can do it in two hours if you give them enough Red Bull. You're not wrong, and but the thing is, is because they're so like li- they're so bad with suing and like you know cease and desist on it. The fan translators have been trying for a while to go and put through the actual like. Yeah. versions of it you can't find them online that's just so, so i'm sitting there at the end of that volume going i can't read anymore oh God, and do you know what you should have done what? you should have gotten zom 100 like in japan, in japan. and then just like tra- google translated the page using the Damn using it, the yes. lens function <sighs> yo ho ho i know what i'm doing tonight <laughs> Anyway, let's let's move on. So Zone 100 as well was our p- one of those picks for the seasons. Um, there was a lot last season that came out, but not a lot that was really notable outside of those four. Like There, mm. there are others, and depending on what your areas of interest are... Oh, yeah, I uh, went through and watched a bunch of ill-advised ones. Yeah, like, <laughs> look, anything that has go hands on it, just ignore. Um, <laughs> like, they can't be trusted with anything. Um, like, it was, like, the... What was it? Uh, the house husband cat thing? Yeah. The, the cat was, is now angry or whatever. It was a hard okay. It, it wasn't even a hard okay. It was just like a, why did you bother to do 3D there? It would have been cheaper for you not to. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my my big uh, contender for why did you even apply was uh, the level one with my absurd skill isekai. Oh, there, there was a lot yeah. of isekai last I season. I swear to Mark Twain, that thing was written by an AI. 
Yeah, I um, am convinced. <laughs> there, there, there was also Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. That continued, yes. which I'm now reading the manga of, and Still I'm 200 going. chapters in. <laughs> um, Horimiya, The Missing Pieces, which is exactly what it sound, says on the tin. It is The Missing Pieces. It is disjointed, and it doesn't really help. Mm. So it's it's really hard to oh, watch. Oh, ven- Vending Machine anime. It's, oh, um, yeah. Vending Machine was fantastic. It was... It was dumb. It's it's dumb fun. It is it is a comedy. It is a yeah, parody. Yeah. They defeat a boss with the Mentos Diet Coke trick. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so Reborn is a vending machine and now wander the dungeon. He doesn't wander. He gets carried around. So because obviously he's a vending machine. Yeah. Uh, um, it turns <laughs> out he has a function for that. Uh, the girl who's carrying around has absurd strength, but has oh, yeah, zero yeah. aim until she's wearing him on her. He's a counterweight. Boss. He's yeah. a count. Yeah, yeah. He's a counterweight for her punches. Um, there's a Telia Riser. Um, just play the game. Honestly, it is literally the game story. Um, just they, they literally reuse like some of the animations thighs. from. <laughs> Look, the only reason to watch it was thighs, thighs. and I, I got my fill in the first two episodes because <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but Fair. Fair. like the the only reason to watch that is if you do not want to ever play the games because it is recapping mm. exactly the game story, and it even reuses the um, they recreate the animation from the game of her doing alchemy, and then they just keep reusing the exact same sequence. It's like, that's a waste. That is... Like, no. Um, There was season two of Eden Zero, which I I haven't even checked season one. I forgot that was... I forgot that was a thing. thing. I know. Oh, my God. Um, What? (laughs) Sorry. Eden Zero is fairy tale, but in in space. space. (laughs) It's same author, everything. Um, They look the same. Let me tell you. I I, I actually read the manga for this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was like, okay. (sighs) Yeah. It's happened like it's not bad, but it's like nothing was nothing really new. that yeah. interesting, I guess. And all of the characters and having the same face and the same hair and stuff. <laughs> Just I was a different like, color in some cases. You're like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's that's Urza Scarlet. That's clearly Lucy. What are mm. you doing? <laughs> um, there was also another romance one which. Um, it finished its run this season, which is Sacrificial Princess and the King of Beasts. Yeah, uh, if you oh. like, oh, I've meant to watch that. Damn it! It's it's good. It's actually quite well done. Um, it is very similar in tone to um, My Happy Marriage, just that it's longer and it's beast people. So a lot. It's it embraces the supernatural Yay, beast a stars. lot more. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and one that I actually just started watching, The Gene of AI, actually looks really interesting. It's a psychological sci-fi drama by Madhouse. Genes designed by AIs. Well, they it's have too that many legs. They have AIs in um, the world. And the way you can identify AIs is that their pupils are a different shape. Oh, okay. Um, so that's kind of like a thing that's done. So and it focuses on Hikaru, who is a human doctor who specializes in treating humanoids who come uh, who come to him with various problems and worries. And although humanoids, as in like androids, AIs, suffer from diseases like humans, they are treatment options available only to them, such as backing themselves up to the cloud, hmm. which is illegal. Because obviously then you can just clone someone forever. So like there's a whole lot of talk, even Mm. just in the first episode, around identity, around consciousness. Like, you know, if you restore yourself from a backup and you lose those two weeks, does your consciousness continue? Same sort of thing as like the um, the Star Trek transporter Uh, dilemma. Like, yeah, there's a lot of that being questioned in it. It's... 
it's really caught my attention. Very transhumanist. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So it's it hasn't got a massive amount of ratings because not a lot of people realized it was there. And I yeah. think it's definitely a sort of specific audience. Like if you like that sort of transhumanism, mm. cyberpunk morality questions, this would be your jam. Otherwise, you'd just be like, what the heck am I watching? That's um, good. I mean, there hasn't been any good Ghost in the Shell for a while. No, so no. I'll have to hit yeah, that true, up. Yeah. Um, and also Pokemon Horizons, the yeah. series is out now as well. So that's, you know, it's worth checking that out too if you're a big Poke fan. Um, because the studio now doesn't have to follow what they did with the old one because it's the complete new mm, one. So yeah, they can actually true. really bump up the animation budget. Mm. Anyway, that's what we've been watching and have been checking out. Um, if you thought we've missed something that was really good, like a gem in the past season, and I'm sure there is definitely one Shonen show that we've missed because mm. we didn't unfortunately have time to check with Aaron, um, let us know over in the comments section, whether that's on socials or over on our YouTube. Um, but Fight us in the comments. No, <laughs> stop that. Okay, and with that, let's be a bit romantic and talk about the autumn anime season. Kawaii Fire Radio. That's a lot of anime. Oh, there's so many. No, I didn't watch them all. Awesome anime. Alrighty. Yeah, look, I. We've had this for five years. It yes. only gets used once a year. I keep forgetting to update it. That's I do know good. I've got to change the spring one, though, because it keeps getting copyright flagged despite oh, it. Really? Yeah. So it's it's Poisoning Pigeons in the Park, <laughs> which the creator said sh- all his music should be um, royalty-free. But I-, I think like whoever owns the record label doesn't agree with that and then keep flagging it and putting ads on it. So... Yeah, it's uh, That's annoying. It's annoying. But anyway, let's talk about this new anime season. And thankfully, it's not too packed, but there are some absolute stunners of series in this. And we're going to start off with probably the biggest one that's been doing the rounds, and that's Furiren, Beyond Journey's End. Now, Kenny, you and I both have talked about this one ad nauseum over the years. Oh, yeah. Because it won a manga award about three years ago. Yeah, I caught the manga a while back. I asked on a forum, hey, I need some fantasy stuff. Someone throw stuff at me. Got a couple of really good ones out of it. And a couple of very, very just emotional, sad ones. This one was one of those. Yes. So, um, this is an adventure, drama, fantasy. It's being animated by Madhouse, so it's going to be great. They they did Hunter x Hunter 2011, Death Note, One Punch Man, Nana, Black Lagoon, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it shows. Oh, it's... I was mentioning this to Kyle. It's like, you know how, like, uh, you'll watch uh, your old Pokemon series on Mm. TV? You know, it's it's a good anime. But then you watch one of the Pokemon movies and that quality is just amped up. That's that for the whole anime of mm. Furin. It's just gorgeous. Every frame. And it's going to be 28 episodes, which is a very unusual number when you consider. Yeah, it is. But, but um, it's a full series of this consistent quality. Do you, do you want to know why? It's because they dropped four episodes for episode one. So mm-hmm. ah. they, they have room. So they can. That's is technically a 25. four episodes on Crunchyroll? Because it, is well, it like. It wasn't a film. So I okay. thought for the longest time that it was meant to be a film, like a feature length. Or no, they like... did four episodes back to back on Japanese TV. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So they, they blocked out an entire two hour block of broadcast. Mm. So that that was pretty good of them. Um, so yeah, it is it is meant to be like because there are time gump, jumps between those episodes um, mm-hmm. because obviously we're talking. Well, let, let's let's talk about what we're talking about. So Free Ren is a fantasy story that focuses on an elf, and elves are you know in this situation basically immortal mm. as far as we can tell. So the demon king has been defeated, and the victorious hero party returns home before disbanding. 
The four members, oh. the mage, Furiren, the hero, Hemel, the priest, Haita, and the warrior, Aizen, reminisce about their decade-long journey as the moments to bid each other farewell arrives, but the passing of time is different for elves. Thus, Furiren witnesses her companions slowly pass away one by one. Before his death, Haita manages to foist a young human apprentice called Fern onto Furiren, and driven by the elves' passion for collecting a myriad of magic spells, the pair embark on a seemingly aimless journey, revisiting the places that the heroes of yore had visited. Um, Furiren's hobby is to collect odd spells, like, you know, mm. ones that'll make grapes super bitter and stuff like that. Mm. And there, Delicious. There, there are reasons for it. Like, you think it's just kind of a bit random as to why she has these odd spells, and through the process of flashbacks, you learn about what actually drove this, I guess you could say, obsession. So, yeah, she has to slowly confront her regrets of missed opportunities, uh, the fact that she didn't really form deeper bonds with, you know, mm. people and so on. It's it's really, like, it's both introspective in, like, you know, how do you connect with others while also being an interesting look at, like, the life of what an elf would be. Because when you mm. think about it, we normally hear about like elves as main characters very rarely, and when it is, it's just they don't even address the long lifespan. It's, yeah. They just act. Yeah, as they they're just the same they're age just as humans plus one. They're humans yeah. with pointy yeah. ears. So this, and this is... I can do everything better than you, but no, it's <laughs> free rent. She has the attitude of someone for whom the passage of time mm. is very realistic. different. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think she spent like ten years trying to hunt for like just one tome in like mm. a, a mountain of stuff, and it's like. I'm sorry, what? Because ten years is nothing to an age of being. And it's just the writer has actually thought Mm. about that detail. Yeah. And I have infinite respect for that kind of world building. Mm -hmm. So this is PG. Um, As we mentioned, Madhouse Animating. It is uh, from the manga. 28 episodes expected. And the best news ever is that it comes out on Fridays, 11pm. So it's Free Run Fridays. (laughs) (laughs) So that makes me very excited. This right. is honestly one of the big special ones that I've yeah. been waiting for. The, the, there's, I think there is four absolute standouts that everyone's going to be talking about, including Jujutsu Kaisen's continuation. Um, but th- this is one of them. Yeah. All right. On to one of the other ones. It's Tifa's. It's Spike's Family Season 2. Woo! Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, action, comedy, apparently shonen. Um, yeah, uh, it, it is shonen. It's... It, it well, makes sense. Having a happy family is a shonen fantasy. So, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> am I wrong? Hey, like, all oh, shonen, no, he's all right. shonen <laughs> characters lose their families for the most part. This is yeah. So, I yeah. mean, the main character is Lloyd, it technically. Is. So, like, that's who where we start off from. So that is also why it would be considered a shonen, and this it's published true. in Shonen Jump. So, yeah, that yeah makes sense. Um, so this is uh one of those rare opportunities where two good studios get together. So this is Wit and Cloverworks working mm. together. Wit did Attack on Titan, Ranking of Kings, and Vivi Blue Eyes. Yada yada yada. Um, Cloverworks, Bochi the Rock, Promised Netherland, Shadows House, Horimiya. You know that they, they, they both have the chops for animation. Absolutely. So they, they know what they're doing. Uh, obviously from a manga and this is going to be 12 episodes for the second season. Now, season one was 12 episodes and then it had it a second core yeah. which was another 12 episodes and the second core kind of felt like a bit of a mess because of it. So it I hope... It was a bit slow yeah. whereas they could have made that the second season. They could have. But, yeah. And then added it onto what happens next so mm. that it feels like it has a big arc because yeah. the only line we have that summarizes season two is this the forger family will face a new familial mission as your heads on a cruise ship expedition <laughs> okay <What>? <laughs> okay <laughs> cruise ship oh. mission 
Yeah. Is that, is that like a Hot Springs episode? I don't know. <laughs> it is not. It is not. It is not. <laughs> yeah, just, this is going to be the new anime standard. Everyone's got a cruise ship mission. <laughs> I mean, Dragon Ball did it, so... <laughs> yeah, it's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bulma is, like, the true villain because, like... <laughs> You know, she's rich and all of her friends are poor. Secretly. <laughs> secretly, we knew this all along. Communism. Yes. Cyborgs. Um, anyway, um, you've been keeping up with Spike's family, the manga and everything. So what are you expecting? I'm expecting more Lloyd and your moments together. Mm. I think that's what's really going to be kind of special about this season. I feel mm. like last season we had a lot of focus on Anya, especially mm. in the first part, Definitely. which is perfectly fine and done yeah. very well. <laughs> and then in part two, we got a little bit more of Lloyd and your, you know, that he's like infiltrating the, yeah. um, I forgot what it was, but he was like trying to get these art things back and he went to this underground tennis-like competition yeah. and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So they had like some fun little missions together where yeah. she's unaware of these missions, but it's fun, it's a good dynamic, but I think this is where we kind of get the next step between them. So there's mm. going to be a little more romance there's gonna closer. be a lot of uh your blushing and Ooh. it's gonna Aww. be very very cute <laughs> so like, even if that is just because she got shot in the butt on the mission beforehand <laughs> not even kidding first episode they go on a date Ooh. she can't sit down yeah. So she's like standing up in the cinema. <laughs> it's, it's adorable and yeah, she's so excited to go and go to date and I everything. Know. It's oh um I, I think I actually forgot to mention with Fury Ren, um we've got to go back to Fury Ren because I'm gonna mention this for Spike's family. There's a lot of changes to anime streaming at the moment. Mm. So platforms have changed hands. A lot of platforms oh, have yeah. dropped out. Um, so we've had uh. to fully change our listings as well. So Spy X Family is going to be on Crunchyroll mm-hmm. again. It's going to be on Hulu in the US, Amazon yeah. Prime Japan, Billy Billy Global, Video in Indian Indonesia, and then the whole Muse network by the looks of it. So that's mm-hmm. Muse Asia in Singapore, Muse India, Malaysia, Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, and also Netflix in some areas. Going back to Furry Ren, it's also very similar. The whole Muse Network, so, new, well, I say whole Muse Network. For some reason, Muse India isn't on here, so we'll have to check. So, hmm. Muse Asia, Singapore, Muse Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, Netflix in some areas, Video Indonesia, IQIYI, which is Chinese. Um, it's one of their... Yeah, they're, they're not very new, but we just never mentioned them before because they came up so readily. Ah, now... The uh, we have some good news, and we'll come to this in a little bit. But Aaron has sent through what his previous um, season's pick was, which I believe is the Great Cleric, which is great. Well, I can say that. <laughs> um, so Furry Ren um, is on Crunchyroll. It's also on Abema TV in Japan. Their streaming service there, uh, Amazon Prime Japan, um, Annie Plus in Korea, and Billy Billy Global Plus, as I mentioned earlier. Um, Iqui in China and video in Indonesia. So there's a lot of these platforms in Europe that have seemed to have disappeared. Mm. And I'm noticing it's because Crunchyroll has taken over. Yeah. And we'll get to this when we get to some of the high dive ones because anything that is on high dive Mm. has partnered with all of these um, other streaming services in Europe. Mm. And there's some of the good ones too. So, yeah. Um, But yes, 
Um, Spy X Family, that is airing on Saturdays. So Spy Saturdays at 11 p.m. as well. A lot of stuff is at 11 p.m. for some reason. Yeah. 12 episodes, manga, PG, family friendly, uh, even though it's 11 p.m. at night. Um, watch it. It's hilarious. Yeah, for everyone saying that, uh, you know, it's animation, it's for kids. No. They always <laughs> play it so late in Japan. I don't know what that's about. I have so many issues with Japanese TV. <laughs> like, and it's not to do with anime airtime. Is it but, the ads? <laughs> no, the ads is it are the better than the ad- TV shows that are on, and you're like, "What is what?" It, it's that every single channel, every time we turned the TV on, had a variety show on, and it was boring as hell. Ah, like they yeah. just nothing interesting yeah, happens, and they have the little you know they've got the person who's gone out to do the report, and then they've got the little bit window showing all the people back at the studio watching, Reactions. and they're not doing yeah. anything interesting. They're not reacting. They're not emoting. So basically, yeah. what you're saying is you were watching YouTube. Yes. It felt like <laughs> it, it felt like I was watching someone watching YouTube. Uh, uh, that's it, it's, it's Gogglebox without any entertainment factor. Because oh, go, the only reason Gogglebox works is because they edit it. This is true. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know, so yeah, no, and like the I hate the probably the best culture. The the best thing we ha- we saw was when we were in uh, Nara. And that was because it was um, the night of the full moon. It was uh, the Suki fest, the, the yeah. moon festival. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's in Nara, so you get live deer reactions. That'd be amazing. I'd watch that. Going, they did. The deer are aggressive. Though. They, I'm sorry, what? So. They, they had deer on screen as part of the special broadcast. Live deer reactions. <laughs> were they like, is this a biscuit for me? That, well, they, these clearly must... <laughs> have, I don't know if they were live shots, but it was clearly well prepared. Like, they had the low-angle camera looking at the deer, and the deer looked like it was looking up, and they panned up so to the full moon. Go. I was just like, I'm impressed. I, so that, <sighs> that, that, that was the best night of TV in Japan, because it wasn't the bloody reaction shows. Anyway... Um, let's go deep into the bowels of Shonen and pull out the gem of this season. Ew. Yes. Look, we've got to ser- you've got to search through the muck to find the good. That's, don't don't reach into bowels. This is Shangri-La Frontier. It is Aaron's pick for the season. It is an action adventure fantasy. It's got video game themes because it's about a video game, mm-hmm. but it is not sought out online. <laughs> so it's you know that's a, immediately a plus. Um, <laughs> so this we don't know how long it's going to be, but likely when they don't list the episode length this early on, it means it's twelve episodes. I believe you were telling me about this. This is about the guy who plays terrible, terrible <laughs> games. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. This is airing on Sundays, so guess what? Shangri-La Sundays. Wow, wow. <laughs> I'm loving the alliteration this season. And of all things, this is at 5 p.m. on a Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? That's a reasonable time. A reasonable time. It's PG, thankfully, because if it was R at 5 p.m., there might be issues. Um, Studio C2C is animating it. They did Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy, Hitori hey. Bochi, and The Wandering uh. Witch. Um, it's from a manga. Now, this is all about um, a second-year high school student, but thankfully, I actually have a recording from Aaron, and he can tell you all about it. This anime is about a high school boy he plays a bunch of these trashy games and it's a world where VR games are exceedingly common and there's so many that there is a whole category dedicated to like trashy, super trashy. This guy plays all of the trashy games and he decides to go to the game store after completing one particular game and he asks for a recommendation and that recommendation was Shangri-La Frontier because the clerk went, you know what? Since you've played so many of these terrible games, 
you'd probably enjoy a good one just so that you can see the contrast out there. He's like, yeah, 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 all right, whatever. He goes home and he boots up the game and he creates his own character and he enters the world and he finds that it's vastly different from those terrible games that he's been playing. And because of that, he falls in love with the world and all the terrible games have given him extra skills because he's learned how to cope with all those really bad mechanisms and now he's in a game with good mechanisms. He's exceeding because he knows how to proceed while being held back. So it's about him and he doesn't do games in the traditional method either. So if you <laughs> essentially think, let's game it out, but less chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not wrong. So the the plot, as Aaron's outlined, second year high school student, Rakuro uh, Hizutomi, is interested in only one thing, finding trash games and beating the ever-living daylights out of them. No, this still sounds like let's game it out. Yeah. <laughs> His gaming skills are second to none and no game is too bad for him to enjoy. So when he's introduced to the new VR game Shangri-La Frontier, he does what he does best. Min-maxes and skips the prologue. <laughs> and literally it was great because it's like the they did like the scrolling text and he mm. went I don't have time for that. <laughs> Let's just jump in. Amazing. So he jumps straight into the action, but can even an expert gamer discover all the secrets that Shangri-La Frontier hides? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He, he, he's going to, and I can't wait. Like, me and Emma were like, uh, and then we watched the first episode and went, I am 100% here for this. <laughs> oh, it's going to cross over with uh, I Set My Defenses. <laughs> That'd be a good crossover, actually, yeah. But yeah, this is airing on Sundays. Um, you can watch it on Crunchyroll, again, as the main partner, but also Amazon Prime Japan, Billy Billy Global, hmm. uh, Iki... What, how are we going to do that I-Q-I-Y-I? Should we just call them IQ going forwards? Uh, IQE? No, you got to say the whole thing, Kyle. IQE Japan, <laughs> video.com for Indonesia, and the whole news network again. Um, once again, India isn't listed currently, but what I did find with Muse's India network is they often get the shows the rest of the network gets just a couple of weeks behind, and then they get like a bulk dump of six episodes at once sort of thing. So Muse Indonesia, Malaysia, Muse Asia, Singapore, Muse Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, and Netflix in some areas. Uh, my uh, Malaysian mate said that it would be pronounced key, so I key, I guess. But it's Chinese. Oh. <laughs> but let's we'll, we'll go with IKEA. Why not? Why not? Um, all right. This is my pick for the season. It is also Kenny's pick and everyone else's pick um, if they're looking for Shonen, and that's Undead Unluck. <laughs> and I have some really annoying news about this. Undead Unluck is a Hulu exclusive in the US. Ah. So Disney here. Disney. Disney. It's not listed on Disney here. What? At least when I looked, it wasn't. Um, it's They don't have... And th this is something really interesting. I was saying to this Kenny before we even um, started recording today, is that... Hulu, uh, sorry, Disney Plus doesn't seem to have any anime listed this season, at least not for the US. Oh, so it um, seems like it's gone to Hulu, other than, other other than, than Bleach. Bleach, yeah, which is continuing. So no new shows, which is really unusual, yeah, especially considering the agreement they just made with um, what do you Kadansha. call them, Kadansha, because there are some returning shows which are Kadansha shows. Okay, so uh, how are we watching these then? Just uh, we are definitely using a VPN, yes. Yar. Yo ho ho. Definitely, um, definitely a VPR. Yes. Undead Unluck deserves to be on every platform, to, it's... Be, to be blunt. This is an action comedy shonen, RP, uh, shonen anime series rated R. 
it is going to be two two cores back to back, i.e. it's just going to be 25 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, 25, 24, we'll see. Um, David Productions are behind it. They did Fire Force, all of JoJo, Cells at Work and so on. So they know how to do, you know, situational comedy quite well. Crazy visuals as well, yep. which is uh, fitting for this. It's like mm-hmm. everywhere I go now, I just see clips for the two main characters meeting. Mm-hmm. Of like, So it's about a, a zombie guy who can't die yeah and a girl who has crazy unluck who kills everyone she touches yeah so this airs together they fight crime legitimately yes saturday 1 a.m don't ask japan just do what japan does um so tokyo revengers is yeah. a new one that is coming this season that is also disney yeah but i don't think that was announced on like a disney list Ooh. if i like just thinking about it now i know it is a disney exclusive yeah so maybe hmm. it is the same thing somebody else said that um disney have bought exclusive rights for it so it oh, might yeah. be on disney at some point actually no it is listed here as it's just updated <laughs> hulu and disney only and star yeah. plus for some reason star plus is disney, disney. <laughs> as is hulu <laughs> like you know who would have so... thought it makes sense doesn't it yeah um, Mega so um undead unluck for some reason yeah it only lists as hulu and i'm listing all streaming services as well and it's like it doesn't have anything um this series can be outlined quite simply is what happens when an unlucky girl meets an undead guy Chaos. <laughs> so tired the guy of... launches himself around by just making his limbs explode. <laughs> yes. Tired of inadvertently killing people with her special ability, Unluck, Fuko Izumu sets out to end it all. But when she meets Andy, a man who longs for death but can't die, she finds a reason to live. And he finds someone capable of giving him the long, sweet embrace of death he's long been looking for (laughs) and i'm not even kidding andy wants to die so bad (laughs) andy also has a credit card embedded in his head which he removes to activate and access all of his hundreds of years of fighting but you know if he leaves it out for too long his brain explodes um because you know it's a lot of a lot of knowledge very odd choice but hey it's it it is what it is so it's look this should realistically be on everything, and I'm really annoyed that Hulu uh, got the exclusive rights to it. Yeah. But look, we'll see. Um, th- this is probably one of the, the few rare occasions where we will support alternative access. It's no. <laughs> <laughs> probably one of the easiest way to say it. Um, and we will be finding a way to watch it, whether that is you know within that realm or not, um, because that... It, it sucks that this is locked to Hulu only, and we don't really have Hulu in Australia. Not the full catalogue either way. Legally ambiguous suggestions. Yes. Anyway, um, let's move on to even more ambiguous suggestions. A girl and her guard dog. This is not about a girl and her dog at all. Fifteen. This is Kira Lee's pick. Mm. Um, who would have thought mm. it's a shoujo title, and that's why she is our shoujo expert. Yeah. Um, and our, and our uh, what do you call it, uh, visual novel expert. Mm. Um, 15-year-old Izaku Senegaki is the granddaughter of the third boss of the Senegaki crime syndicate. He's, he's not an alchemist, is no. he? <laughs> she just wants to have normal friends and a normal high school romance. So she enrolls in a high school far from her hometown. But the overprotective young leader, 26-year-old Kayu Utu, lies about his age and bribes his way into the same school. <laughs> Brilliant. Telling Izaku she's too young to fall in love, Kayu's ready to scare off all the boys. But actually, Izaku's had unrequited feelings for Kayu this whole time. Aww. So, as you might guess, Kayu is the dog, the guard dog. 
and um, it's a picture of him looking like a delinquent holding a bat. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I love it. You know, with her, you know, wrapped around him. It's, it's really cute looking. So this is a romance school shoujo franchise. Um, you can watch it. I think this is a Crunchyroll. Yep, it's a Crunchyroll mm-hmm. one. Uh, just for the rest of the team's benefit, there is the image. Oh, it looks oh, so cute! Yeah. yeah, I know this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, it's not—it's not a baseball bat. It's—it's—it's a, it's, it's a sword. <laughs> it's a katana. Um, Anything's a baseball bat if you swing hard enough. I mean, yeah. Look, if you—if you leave the scabbard on there. So this is being animated by Project Number Nine Studio. I didn't recognize the name, so I went digging. They've done exclusively romance anime for 10 years. Wow, okay. Including Angel Next Door Spores Me Rotten, Bottom Tier Character Tomazaki-kun, My Stepmom's Daughter Is My Ex, and a lot of other really trashy ones too. But they do romance. Okay. No matter how trashy it is. (laughs) No matter how good it is. But... If you have a look, they're all quite well rated, relatively speaking, even with the trash. So the animation's trash good. So fun. they're doing they're doing well with the trash that they do. Okay, yeah. I look, can I can respect this. I would like to refer to them as a recycling plant because they <laughs> yeah. take the trash and they make it into something useful. <laughs> um, though that's, that's debatable. For stepmom's daughter is my ex. So. That, that name just needs to there, be banged. There's no saving. Um, it's not even like the direct translation. It's not. It's so like, It's so frustrating. <laughs> this is also a Crunchyroll-backed anime. Crunchyroll invested in this. So oh. it's not so much a Crunchyroll original because yeah. those are kind of like done. Bad. Um, they're not bad. Like there were some good ones X, in there. Um, X, Wonder um, Egg yeah. Priority. I, I Wonder Egg Priority that. wasn't a Crunchyroll original. It was a, a studio original. Yeah, because it was uh, all made in house. Right. Yeah, um, Crunchyroll Originals, like the actual branding for Crunchyroll Original, appears to be dead, and I think that's a good thing because it is better for Crunchyroll to go. Here is an existing product that we have bought the rights to, and we have engaged a studio to create it for us. It's a very good idea. Mm. Yeah, as opposed to the way they went before, which was kind of a bit of that and a bit of we've come up with an idea. Can you make something? And High everyone Guardian just went, no. Spice. And they yeah. did a lot of like. Um, I guess games. They were turning games yeah. into like films, which was just not series and stuff yeah, as well, not which good. is a bit weird. Yeah, I, I've always said, and this has been a long-standing gripe I've had. I do not think mobile games should be turned into animes. They, <laughs> they just do there's it just so no much. Place. Crunchyroll specifically, Crunchyroll it. specifically like, does it too much, and it's because they have Crunchyroll games, which we, yeah. you and I, constantly yeah, yeah. forget <laughs> about. We forget it exists like, because oh, they don't promote right. it here. <laughs> Um, so anyway, A Girl and Her Guard Dog is going to have 13 episodes. It's going to air Friday mornings just after midnight, so mm. uh, 12.30 a.m. in the morning. It's going to be on Crunchyroll, Amazon Prime Japan, Annie Plus Korea, Annie One Asia in Hong Kong, and Catch Play Plus in Taiwan. Um, so I don't know about the other areas, but I think Southeast Asia will have more streaming locations appear in the coming weeks. I think it's because it's, once again, it's because it, it's a Crunchyroll being involved in it. Muse will probably get the rights to it and then we'll learn more um but this looks really cute it definitely looks like exactly what you would expect from a shoujo and if you've liked what Kiralee's recommended in the past as far as like the romance and like the anything from the visual novel franchises mm-hmm. this will be up your alley it's it's smack bang in it it's perfect it does sound like it's got a great comedy aspect to it so yeah. i'm intrigued now let's let's go on to that to another romance and this one is emma's pick for the season Ooh. um because um Kiralee only wanted that one this season and that's fair okay, yeah. yeah so 
uh, Emma's got a pick, and that's the Saints Magic Power is Omnipotent Season 2. It's also a fantasy romance, <laughs> and it is also very good. It has been done by Diomedia, who did the first season. They also did Hundakun Squid Girl, if we go back far, wow. uh, Chio School Road, and a, a swath of others. Um, but typically, Diomedia's animation is very consistent. I found it to be... Um it was an okay isekai. Mm-hmm. Like it, it didn't do anything objectionable. Mm-hmm. I just uh, didn't find the main it was, character had it much. It is agency. also an all adult cast as well, mm. which you know definitely sets it apart. So it's fantasy romance, and they says shonen. It's not. It's, it's really it's, not. Yeah. It's more Josai or yeah. you know shojo, um, or ev- even um, what's the older male uh, show? The shonen and show bro. Showbro, <laughs> Showbro, um, evolution of Sinan. Sinan's yeah, what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's de- it definitely fits one. more in yeah, the Sinan yeah, and Shoujo Josai areas. Um, so this is focusing on Say, a 20 year old office worker who is whisked away to a whole new world. Unfortunately for her, the sum- ritual that summoned her, meant to produce a saint, they would banish dark magic, brought two people over instead of one, and everyone prefers the second girl over her. Aww. Now this is all resolved in the first season. Um, but this is just fine by Say, who leaves the Royal Planets and sets up shop making potions and cosmetics with her newfound magic. The, the cosmetics is kind of like a secondary tiny yeah, part yeah. of the story. The potions is that she's broken at making potions. She, so, uh, she has uber healing power for making potions. Business is booming and this might not be such a bad life after all. As long as her supposed sainthood doesn't come back to haunt her, which it does. <laughs> of course. So there's also Prince Kyle and he's an antagonist in season <laughs> one. But guess what? Prince Kyle actually isn't that bad and neither are any of the other antagonists. It is that they're all pretty boys and they all have their own agendas. Ooh. Yeah. Um, though I don't think Prince Kyle's very pretty. I think he just looks like a Chad <laughs> and not a good Chad, like a bad Chad. Like Jimbro kind of thing with a long mullet. Um, with a long mullet? It's It's red. And I don't like it. <laughs> I, I think he's just so, biased because of I the am, name. I am biased because of the name. Um, however, this, the first season was really good. Um, it ended on a really solid point. <laughs> yeah, you, you see what I mean, right? Like That's Kirito in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I see, I it's, see. it's not a good look. Um, but anyway, the first season ends kind of um, by sorting all that out. And, you know, the other girl that was meant to be the saint is not, you know, treated poorly by the end of it. Like, everything is resolved. And they left it on a spot which was perfect. They could have left it there and didn't and not do a season two if they never got funding. Mm. Season two uh, seems like they have jumped a bit further ahead in the timeline to show you a big disaster which is upcoming and then gone back to the events about two months uh, okay. afterwards and then it's the lead up to it. Um, and it's it really shows how things are changing for the world and you know the new responsibilities Say has uh, in her role. So it's it's really good. Um, we've only watched the first episode, and for once the OP is actually memorable because season oh. one's OP and outro were terrible. A little bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Guess what? It's another romance series, also about a girl, also kind of targeted at the shoujo audience and the sign-in audience. It's Ancient Magus Bride Season 2 Part 2. <laughs> so, Kenny, this is yours, but I'll get all the preamble out the way. It's Thank Studio you. Kafka, which were literally established to make Ancient Magus Bride going forward. Mm-hmm. 12 episodes, 
airing on Thursdays at 10pm. Fantasy, drama, romance from a manga. It's going to air on Crunchyroll, Annie Plus in Korea, Annie Plus Asia throughout the Southeast, and Billy Billy. I mean, I've talked about it like the last three times I've been on the podcast. Because <laughs> I've, just been, I've been slowly watching it, and mm. uh, it's good. Um, I'm very much looking forward to the next season because it reveals like there's kind of been some consequences about to happen involving the main character's um, physical conditions. Mm. Her, her uh, sort of leftover trauma from the first ever series. Yeah. yeah. It turns she, out there is a lot more to that. Yeah. So th- they have actually provided a season two synopsis. Oh. Um, yeah. Which is surprising. So you had season one and then you had like a string of OVAs, like almost mm. another t- an entire season worth. Like I think it's like 10 or 12 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... They were good. And season one was 24 episodes. One of them and, dealt with the wild hunt. I've never thought that I'd see that in anime. So this, as we know, Chisei is the main character. And season two, she's been enrolled at the college. It just says the college, and I assume it is the only magic college. Pretty much, it's a magic college under London, and it's um, Mm. an enormous, basically almost dungeon tower. Yeah, so prestigious learning institute for sorcerers. She's been enrolled there to examine and look for a way to remove the curses she bears. But despite the reluctance of her groom, Elias, Chizai accepts the proposal as she believes attending the school might help her minimize her self-sacrificing tendencies, which is what you mentioned. From the get-go, Chizai grabs the attention of her classmates and professors alike who have never seen a mage in action before. However, there is a sinister plot brewing behind the college's back and the young mage will have to determine who is friend or foe in order to put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm guessing that's kind of where it left off at the end of season two. Pretty much. Uh, mm. Someone is going around basically... Um, I'm not sure I can say much without spoilers, mm. but uh, putting a lot of people out of action. <laughs> okay, so so that there's a criminal element. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting, though, because, like, um, the immediate, like, analogue you think of with this is, like, Harry Potter, but it's nothing no, like Harry yeah. Potter. Oh, no. Like, th- this is interesting because, like, they, they say it, they don't they haven't seen a mage in action before. It's not a magic college. It is a college about mysticism, essentially. Uh, it, yeah, it's basically there's two classes. You have mages and you have sorcerers. Mages communicate with spirits mm-hmm. and work in that sort of realm mm. of magic where sorcery is more... Mm. direct and almost wielded as a cudgel as a weapon mm. <laughs> as a brick <laughs> a couple of times yes <laughs> through, through the windshield and um. they had a camping episode in it which was lovely they did and uh, it was attacked by a knuckle you guys know what a oh, knuckle of is yes I do know what a knuckle of is now, it's the thing you throw at your D&D party when you hate them <laughs> okay fair enough um but yeah look this is continuing it's another 12 episodes so that'll round out season two to a nice 25 i think mm-hmm. um and that should kind of put it towards the end of this arc as well um so i think that yeah. that should work out quite well mm-hmm. um now that is going to be all good and well thursday nights 10 p.m um Woo-hoo! we've got th- this is a bit of an time. interesting one Magus thursdays i don't know <laughs> Bride Thursdays. Bride Thursday. Ancient Thursdays? Uh, no, nah, it doesn't work. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, mm. we've, we've run out of the, the, the ancient Magus Thursdays. <laughs> what? Ancient Magus Thursdays. I mean, yeah, look, you can do that. Um, this one is one you've chosen, Tifa, and I didn't realize it was actually short. Very yeah. short. So this is After School Hanako. It is technically a spin-off of... Oh, um, Toilet, Toilet Bound, Bound Hanako. Hanako. Yeah. Um, 
what? <laughs> exactly, though. Yeah. Like, so... Has this been done because it's October and Halloween's coming up? Like... They've been saying for a while that Toilet Bound Hanako was going to get a remake, which is weird because yeah. it was, was good. really recent as well and they didn't, like... There's space to continue on the story, mm-hmm. right? Because the manga is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know what has happened with this, which is yeah. why when they said that there was something coming out, mm. I was kind of intrigued to see what this was about. But there was a lot of controversy with this as well huh. because so the original tale of Hanako is Hanako-chan. And yeah, then okay. they kind of... So Hanako-chan, like the girl that like yeah. haunts the toilets, right? No- normally in like the yellow yeah. and red overall yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then so they changed it. Um, to Hanako-kun and they made it like a whole play on it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that which was a lot of fun right Mm -hmm. and that was one of the main points of the story that this was a boy but he's like haunting the girls toilets and things like that and then you know they go on their spooky adventures Mm -hmm. Um, but in this kind of like short series apparently they change genders and things like that so Hanako-kun becomes Hanako-chan again and then there's no point to have this twist on the story because they undo the twist on this and it's very confusing because hmm. that's all I had heard about it yeah. but I was intrigued to know what this kind of like four episode thing was going to be yeah. what aspect of spookiness is this is this going to actually showcase something later in the manga that you know, because I haven't read all of the manga up to date or anything like that mm-hmm. as well. But I was just intrigued because it's been a while since Toilet Bound Hanako, but it's like not that long that like you would years. do a remake. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. so it's interesting because it's also Lurch who made, as the studio, who made Toilet Bound Hanako. Yeah. And they, the they also family? did assistant class, assassination classroom and classroom elite and yada, yada, yada. Um, but there's only going to be four episodes and each of them are 10 minutes and it's airing on Fridays at just... One fifty eight a.m. apparently, so 2 a.m. Yeah, on like, Friday morning. It's the weirdest thing ever. Four episodes. It's also eight. exclusive to Crunchyroll, and Crunchyroll were involved in production. Yeah. So I feel like so weird. someone at I'm Crunchyroll <laughs> heard that there was potentially going to be a remake and went, let's buy the rights beforehand and make our own thing. Mm. And then maybe... Because this is the thing, it doesn't mention anything in the synopsis about the gender swap again. It, it, all it mentions is the spirit Hanukkah couldn't his human assistant, first year student mm-hmm. Nana Yashiro, keep the peace between supernatural forces and the students of Kamome Academy. When they're not fighting to maintain balance between the living and spirit world, how do they spend their time? And that's what it's about. Okay, I have sp- a synopsis for Ooh. you as well. And it says, so it kind of has that. So I'll just read it from the beginning, but... Mm-hmm. The ghostly Hanako-kun and his mortal assistant, Nene Yashiro, usually have their hands full, resolving various supernatural incidents at Kamome Academy. But how do they spend their time when they get a break from all that? Come and watch the characters of toilet-bound Hanako-kun play games, get sick, change genders, and discover world-shaking secrets during their laid-back after-school hours. Is this a slice of life... I think it is. Kind of like uh, Slime Diaries, I guess. I'm kind of like intrigued though because we just haven't seen anything in a little while. And And if they're doing something like this, it means that, okay, so we're either going to get the remake, which is rumoured, or we're going to get a continuation at some point in time, right? It's show. it's... I feel like it's one of those things where they're trying to see if people are still interested. The manga's doing okay. It's steady, but Mm. it's not like doing... 
big numbers. Yeah, I mean, mm. it, it's it's not like in the realms of like Demon Slayer was mm. or anything like that. It's just like it's it's an ongoing manga with a solid fan base, but it's not you know a smash hit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, also the thing with like, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Right? L- Lurch is interesting. Like the way they did their art style for this was beautiful. It was like it, it's, it's stunning, so but good. it also for some reason some people really don't like it. What? I'm just like, what's wrong with you? The whole point is for it to be spooky and supernatural and unusual. Like I like the kind of cartoonish like mm-hmm. aspects to mm-hmm. it in a yeah. way as well. The art style makes it like really really stand out mm-hmm. so and it matches with the manga as well mm-hmm. so. um so look that's gonna air or uh, there's one episode out so far correct yes yeah. it just came out like a day or two ago yeah so th- there's gonna be four episodes which does tie it up ni- nicely around like the whole halloween period mm. um but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll look once we've got four episodes that'll be like two three episodes time we'll go yeah or nay, and then yeah. we'll, we'll let you know if it's worth your time. I mean, in real, realistically, that's forty minutes, so that's two episodes of a normal anime for an entire series. It's mm. not bad, I guess. Um, but it's whether or not it actually adds anything of worth, yeah, to the story. Um, we're going to go back to Aaron because um, he's picked a shonen uh, anime. Of course, he has. He is our shonen <laughs> expert. We Naturally. know this well. Um, shonen, Beyblades, card games. Those are Aaron's realms of expertise. Card games on Beyblades. And, and monster hunting of any form. So, like, Digimon, Monster Hunter, Pokemon. That, that's his jam. I mean, did you guys see they just opened a training grounds for Beyblade in Japan? Of what? Yeah. When <laughs> I was in Japan... send me that link? When I was in Japan, <laughs> I it. discovered an alarming amount of Beyblade merchandise and yeah. Beyblade sets. They have a Beyblade yeah. starter kit, which is $450. <laughs> but they also do, like, limited edition ones, which Aaron and I have talked about before, mm. is they have, like, the Hello Kitty ones, they have Transformer mm, yeah. ones, like, all these, like, I've got things. mates that collect them they must have spent thousands on them at this point they have like toolboxes full of bay parts bay parts parts (laughs) Parts of my girlfriend (laughs) in a box it's halloween everyone yay (laughs) (laughs) all right ragnar crimson so this is action fantasy shonen pg silverlink are behind it they have done kokoro connect non non biori and bofuri and bakar and test yay 24 episodes already locked in for this so it's going to be the full two core experience sundays at 1 a.m in the morning so sunday night you'll probably get it on my streaming service Services. Oh, hello, Liger. He's literally forcing his way into the room. <laughs> so this is from a manga, and it is set in a world where dragons rule the sky, sea, and land. Those who would fight them and win must surpass the limits of normal human strength. And once again, Aaron has been very wonderful and sent us a little bit of a snippet to let us know about it. If you took Hitsugaya from Bleach, you know the little ice captain dude? If you took him and Killua from Hunter x Hunter... That's what this main character is in Ragnar Crimson. Oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> this world overpopulated with dragons, and this one guy dedicated his life to fighting dragons after his mental past. However, this is a new timeline, and he passes on his skills to his younger self so that he can protect his mentor and protect the people he loves. However, his body isn't quite adjusted to the skills he learned as an adult, and it's still him, it's not his older self. Um, so he has to go through and try and change the timeline for the better. And he encounters people from his future that he knew about. Yeah, it looks like an interesting one. I'm definitely keen. Plus the animation looks really good. The character design's really nice. Definitely interested in seeing more of this. Yeah, so as, as Aaron pointed out, it is like 
a, a time rewrite sort of thing, which I wasn't really mm. expecting. Um, and look, yeah, it, it sounds interesting, but it's also something I noticed, which was a little bit um, unusual. Um, there was another series this season that I was looking at, and I was like, this could be interesting. Um, it's called The Kingdom of Ruin. And this is very similar in concept. Witches once blessed human races with wisdom and peace, but the Radar Empire's gear expansion brought about a culture of science that far supersedes magic, and the witches are viewed as enemies impending the um, progress of civilization. Thus begins the witch hunt. And one human named Adonis, who was raised by a witch, swears revenge against the human race that took his beloved mentor from him. It's The first episode follows almost identical beats, except Ragnar Crimson is much better than Kingdoms of Ruin. (laughs) (laughs) Kingdoms of Ruin just pours on. like They they had a bucket of horrifying things, and they went, let's just just empty the bucket. Um, It's weird that they follow the same plot beats, though. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but obviously Ragnar Crimson, it's because the first episode is 48 minutes, so it's a double episode. Mm. It then goes, you get halfway through, and then it goes back and restarts the time sequence after some really nasty events happen. Um, it, well, yes, yes and no. That's probably oversimplifying exactly how it's done because it's kind of done through flashbacks and other, mm. and like prophetic dreams and stuff like that. So there's, there's stuff going on in there that is much more interesting than Kingdoms of Ruin. Kingdoms of the Ruin is, is relying on shock value. Um, like literally like the main character and, um, his, uh, witch lady who is in charge, like go out to, they're, they're running away and trying to go to another kingdom and then they get literally teleported by like 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 Star Trek teleported back to the main capital. Um, the king literally rips her shirt open. You know she's then you know shot in the head and then you know killed with a hail of bullets. Everyone's filming it on their smartphones. They lovely. They went it just way yeah. too hard on the shock value that it made everything that came after it seem nonsensical. Because then the next scene is like people who are in the internment camps talking to each other with sock puppets you're like um that's um there's a thing called tone exactly and they completely messed it up and i think it's one of those ones i was like "Ooh, the world is so dark whereas ragnar crimson does a really good job of like finding the that you're introduced to the characters at the start and you know the main character ragnar himself is not powerful he knows it himself like he is there supporting his you know, his sensei and looking after her um, the way he can, realizing that, you know, he's not necessarily going to be the one that survives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's, he's like, you know, I expect to die within a couple of years, like if I'm lucky, mm-hmm. you know, um, because he knows he's not fit for fighting dragons. Mm-hmm. And the, the full synopsis, like, Sworn dragon hunters like Ragnar are to have any hope of dealing death to these seemingly invincible fire-breathing beasts. They must find a way to level the odds. Ragnar teams up with a mysterious man named Crimson who has likewise sworn to stand against the dragons menacing the world. But although Crimson's motivations may be mysterious, his goals and Ragnar's are perfectly aligned. Guess who Ragnar and Crimson are? The same damn person, just from different Uh timelines. Together they'll fight to vanquish the dragons once and for all. Um, And it's, yeah, there there is that element of him protecting his, uh, you know, The, the, I don't. It's, it's weird because you. I don't feel like it should be his teacher or his mentor because she's younger than him. It's it's like yeah. it's, it's you know what I mean. It's hard to really explain the dynamic. Mm. 
So it feels almost like he's the butler looking after her to an extent in some okay, scenes. Yeah, and then yeah. other scenes, it's completely different. You know, you mm. see that she's an utter badass. <laughs> like, you're like, mm, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so this is going to air on Sundays, 1am in the morning. It is a high dive show. Oh, sounds okay. pretty fun. So this is on high dive, and that means, obviously... It's got lots of other unusual places appearing. So, ADN, Anime Digital Network in France, Akiba Pass in uh, Akiba Pass TV in Germany, Amazon Prime Video Japan, Billy Billy Global, and then for Southeast Asia, it's the Muse Network again. So, Muse Asia, Hong Kong, India, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, Thailand, and Vietnam. No Netflix hmm. at all. So interesting. it's interesting when you see the split between like mm. if they're Crunchyroll affiliated or High Dive affiliated. Mm. So this is going to be interesting. Um, it's 24 episodes. So there's a lot of room for them to, to yeah. properly do the character development and build it. They can, you know, I'd say by the end of this season, say for ep- the 13th episode, end on like a really big bang for some part of the arc and then start the next arc. And huge battles with giant fire-breathing dragons is always fun. <gasps> yeah, also a world where dragons are not rare is an unusual concept in and of yeah, itself. Yeah, that's true. Because we're so used to thinking like, in Fury Ren, like they, they encounter a dragon and you, you, you immediately think, you go... Well, dragons are rare. Should you just leave it alone then? Like, because, yeah. you know, you don't want them to get killed off. But then it's like, when, when if dragons are as common as, like, you know, goblins, geez, like, that's a problem. <laughs> so, I remember a big Hollywood movie with that sort of theme. That was, uh, what was it called? Reign of Fire. Did anyone see Wasn't that, that a game? Uh, no. Uh, well, there, there was a game where you were flying dragons. That was one of the first games on the PS3. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, it was the first one to use the, the six-axis remote, and everyone ooh, hated that it. That was bad. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> had Ron Perlman jump at a dragon with an axe. It was great. Nice. Okay, I might have to check that out. Um, so, yeah, that's as, as I mentioned, that's across the High Dive Network and their affiliates. Um, Action Fantasy Shonen. Um, it is PG, so as, as is you know designed for most uh, Shonen franchises. So... Let's go on to the last one. This hasn't come out yet, so we can't really say too much on it. And it is a Netflix exclusive. Dun, this dun, dun. is Pluto. Now, the, oh, it, now yeah. this, this is not bad to be a Netflix exclusive because each episode is one hour long and they're going to be eight episodes. And mm. we're not sure if they're going... Well, the only thing we know is it, it is airing on October 26th. We are not sure if it is a batch release or a weekly release. October 26th, it could work as a weekly release in, in line with the normal season. So... We'll see. Um, this is an action sci-fi mystery. It has mecha elements to it because it is based in the Astro Boy universe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Famous for his military service in the 39th Asian War. I didn't know there were 38 before this. The legendary Swiss robot was Mont, busy here. <laughs> Mont Blanc is violently murdered. Humans and robots around the world mourn for their beloved celebrity. Mont Blanc's popularity only grew in the years following the, the war thanks to his dedication to nature conservation and his loving personality. Once a fellow war veteran, robotic Europol detective Gesh is sent to investigate Mont Blanc's tragic demise. In his pursuit, he uncovers mystery, evidence of a mysterious entity known only as Pluto. He also learns of a conspiratorial plot to dismantle the eight specialised robots from around the world who participated in the war. Racing against time to save those who still remain, Gesh grapples with his memory, morality, and a world full of hate, desperately attempting to defend the fragile coexistence of man and machine. It is a much darker take on the Astro Boy universe, and I'm that here sounds for pretty it. cool. Yeah. The trailer actually looks pretty great. Mm-hmm. The mm. animation style is really good. It's really clean, I think, mm-hmm. as well. Sorry, a while ago, I need to give it another look. Yeah, the pl- uh, there's also a manga for it. I can't remember if the yeah. manga was done by Tezka or if it was like one of his underlings later on down the track who continued uh, the story. I can't. 
Yeah, I know, I right? I have to Google it. <laughs> like, it, it came out in... Oh, hang on. There's a manga that's air, that's releasing 2003. So, mm. yeah, de- definitely not Tezuka because he was unfortunately long past since then. Yeah. Um, 2003 to 2009, eight volumes. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. It's mm. very cool. So, Pluto was a critical commercial success, will- winning several awards, including the Tezuka Osama Cultural Prize. Ooh, but I'm yeah. trying to find out if it was actually related to Tezuka at all. I, kn- I know that there are characters who have crossovers in it. Yeah, Atom, a Japanese boy robot, formerly the Peace Ambassador, and that takes you to Astro Boy's wiki. Mm-hmm. So this is saying Astro Boy was involved in a war. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> Wicked. Um, Studio M2 is behind it. I haven't heard of them before, but they were involved in the adaptation of Honor High in 2017. That was like a samurai historical series, and they then did a film and some spin-offs for it, but they haven't done much since. They were only established the year before that. Um, so I, I think this is good because... You know, because it's being released on Netflix, they're not bound by the broadcast release schedule and therefore, mm. you know, they've got a bit more wiggle room. And like, Always in nice. all honesty, like they could say, okay, only the first four episodes are good to go. October 26, only the first four episodes go out. So, you know, it gives them a bit more wiggle room. This doesn't, as I said, come out until the end of the month. It'll be after our next episode. So we will probably check in on that after mm. then. But it looks interesting. It looks really interesting. So I'm, I'm quite excited. Apparently the manga was actually, it was a discussion between the two of them, between uh, oh. Nagasaki and uh, Yoda Sawa. And um, mm-hmm. when they were discussing um, about like rights and things like that and about this story as well, um, Nagasaki said that Urasawa should be the person to do it and they were initially coming up with the story for somebody else Ah. to do it and to work on it but he was like no I think you should be the person to go ahead and do this and that was like prior to when they obviously started Mm. because it was part of the story that they had been kind of creating for a long period of time as well so oh it's interesting i actually just found something interesting it is actually based on an astro boy arc specifically Mm. the greatest robot on earth story arc yes Um, and it's named after the arc's chief villain they reinterpret the story as a suspenseful murder mystery and instead of the traditional sort of comedic slapstick, yeah. which is it's, cool. it's what they did for um, Dororo, which is now one of my favorite anime of all time. Mm. Absolutely. And it's well done. Oh, yeah. Osama Tezuka's son, Makoto Tezuka, is supervising the series, and Tezuka Productions is listed as being involved. That's so cool. they might not be the lead studio, but they might be part of the production yeah. team. That's that's cool. It's a okay, more help- having the originals you know, like, on board is having, always a yeah, good thing. Yeah. Oh, they've got Studio Genko on as well as a support studio. They've been involved in Dororo and a few others as well. Um, they were a support studio um, for Honey and Clover, Elf and Leard, Kino's Journey, Sword Art Online, Genshiken, and Toradora. So like, there's some kind of big names. They're actually listed for a lot. Like, they've been active since 1987. The animation assist. Yeah, co-production and production, planning, creation. I do creation. remember a lot of the work on those being really quite good. Mm-hmm. They've polished. Well, they, they were involved in Asamunga Dio's production staff. And oh. So JC staff did the animation, they did the production back end. So that's like, you know, preparing the music, liaising with all the artists, all that sort of stuff. We're going we're gonna to have to do an episode on We Asamunga need to do an Asamunga Dio episode. They did Ikki Tusen too as a it, production it staff. It melts my brain. 
Tokyo Godfathers as production with Madhouse. So these guys are kind of like the equivalent of Twin Engine. Like Twin Engine helped like Mappa and Wit and all those sort of studios as like a back-end production team. They're the guys with the motorcycle entry. A lot of of big names on this. This could be very big. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful that this is going to be good. Um, And Aaron, I know, is also very keen on this. And I think this might actually need an episode on its own once it comes out. Oh, absolutely. So we'll probably do the Halloween episode, then finally the Cardcaptor episode. And then (laughs) that'll have given us, you know, four, uh, two and a half weeks to watch Pluto to do it the week after. Sounds good. So that that, that should work out quite well. But yeah, look, there is a lot this season, but I think there's not a lot that, everyone would watch i think this season is one of those seasons where you're going to find three or four niche shows that you really want to watch and the rest won't interest you too much because it's quite diverse it's something for everyone though yeah yeah Yeah, it definitely is um but yeah if you've got a pick that we've missed and i know there are other things in there this season Mm -hmm. such as we mentioned there's more um tokyo Tokyo revengers there's dr stone season two yeah if you guys shield hero hero, um goblin slayer which you you really shouldn't (laughs) um (laughs) You just shouldn't. It's so guilty pleasure. There's a lot, like a lot of like sequels of just things that some people are interested in. Faraway Paladin second season. Yeah, I quite liked that. Or Dead Mount Dead Mount Death Play, which is kind of like that. That's where they take a necromancer, gets reverse isekai'd, and then he like joins a crime family. (laughs) He joins a crime family. Like straight up, yeah, yeah. Um, Necromancer. It's it's a bit messed up. Um, I dig. And then there's a whole load of random isekai. Uh, there's Eminence in Shadow second season. Mm. I didn't even, I didn't really enjoy the first season, um, so I, I'm not on that. Apparently, the final part of Attack on Titan's coming, but I'll believe it when I <laughs> say it. I thought that was finished. Already. No, no, it's Attack on Titan. The final seasons, the final chapters, final episode. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And then part two will be after that. Yeah, I mean, like where they left that previous OVA. This should, if it is an hour long, as it says, this should be the end. But I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I don't believe it for one second. Um, It's just become a meme at this point. It's just dragged out for so long. I struggled. I think the worst part of it as well is that Crunchyroll has divided the, like, they're basically films, these last two, into, like, episodes on it as well. So there's parts of the parts of the parts. Yeah. And that one, but this is the thing. You and I were talking about this Mm. earlier, which is why you were asking about um, Fury Run. Crunchyroll will get a film and split it into parts as if it's a you know six new episodes for a show. It's like, no, it's a film. Leave it as a film. It's designed to be watched that way. Uh, and it, it, I know why they're doing it. It's so that they can boost the numbers of episodes mm. watched. It's it's so dodgy. Um, also, one that you should not watch is the 100 Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You. And that's <laughs> Didn't not- I tell really? you that would get an anime? Oh, yeah. And this is not because of the content being questionable, which it is. It's because the animation looks like it actually belongs in a henti. The animation <laughs> Sorry, style. What, what was this called again? The 100 Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You. Um, yeah, it's, you have to write all the realies in Tifa. Unfortunately, you do. There is not actually a shortened name for it. Like the community don't have a shortened name. They just call it Hundred Girlfriends. Mm-hmm. That's it. One of them he dates like a girl who's younger than him. One of them he dates a grandma. Apparently, yeah. like it's it's a bit messed up. But apparently, it's also like non. It's well, it says it's a parody, and I think it's going to be a parody of like all other shows. But it's just it's just bad. Like, Someone suggested it to me when it was new, and I gave like the first couple of bits a try. And see, see what I mean about the main character? Yeah. He looks like he belongs in a certain. What are the girls doing? 
Wow. They're fixing a button. With their teeth. With their teeth. <laughs> it's a skill. Wow, is this okay? <laughs> like, uh, maybe we can't do this. If Harem Stories had an extreme mode, that's what it says as yeah. its tagline. It's pretty it's, bad. It's terrible. It's, okay, so there's also... I mean, no judgment. No way. Yes, judgment. I judge people who like this. Well, people who like this Fight are probably also comments. watching I'm Giving the Disgrace Noble Lady a Rescue... I rescued a crash course in naughtiness. What? Yep, that's the full title. Um, there is my daughter. Oh, okay. This is the obvious like father marries daughter story. My daughter left the nest and returned an S rank adventurer. Oh, this <sighs> like, it's straight up the same thing again. Um, By the way, hundred girlfriends on Amazon. It has a four point eight stars. So it's it's adult. It that, that's typically what it is. There's girlfriend girlfriend season two. If you're still into watching stuff that doesn't make sense. No. Um. There's also a playthrough of a certain dude's VR MMO life. Guess what? You just follow a guy as he goes into a VR MMO. Isn't that's that it. just YouTube again? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. What is the world? Uh, I'm in love with the villainess. Platinum Vision are doing it, so it might be all right. Comedy fantasy girl love. School. Okay. Yeah. Um. There's the Tia Moon Empire. Don't know. <laughs> there's, like, there's a lot there's, there's a there's a lot on here that we went through and we just kind of, a lot of it we just kind of went why what even is this? like yes. yeah um there's also the one where the the isekai pig oh yeah he, he <laughs> just comes back as a pig he's not magical he's just after pig. eating raw pork liver he dies he, he is pig yeah <laughs> not, not even kidding um there's uh look there, there's a lot under ninja i should survive using potions arknights for some reason once again has another anime season two yeah, don't know why. <laughs> Go back to your game. Um, Overtake, which is an F1 type anime. It's Formula 4. Um, there wait, is wait, MF wait. Ghost. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. um, is that, what is the Arcanites uh, series rated? Like, is it MA? Is it PG? Just because uh, some of the question. clips that I've seen from the game itself are like, R18, what is happening? That is not physics. But <laughs> Fair enough. I would um, like to know if the <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna laugh. It's PG thirteen. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you're saying Ark Knight's game has like R-rated stuff, do you mean is in like adult content or violence and gore? I mean adult content. Oh dear. That makes how? Um, okay. That explains why it's popular though. Wait. Let me. Let me. Let me find it for you. <laughs> oh no. The the podcast has gotten dirty since <laughs> I went to Japan. What happened? <laughs> Um, there's, look, you're going to see a lot of different shows from this season and there is a deluge of them, but very few of them seem to be standing out. There is like the FLCL, uh, new spinoffs and sequels and FLCL grunge is a prequel to the original FLCL, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense in that space. And then there's FLCL Shoegaze, which is a sequel and set later on with Studio Nut. Um, and then there's Bull Buster by Studio Nut. Nut. I'm actually going to watch this. Do you want to know why? Because as mysterious creatures have been terrorizing an island, forcing the locals to flee, thankfully the brilliant Tetsuro Okuna and his new robot Bullbuster come to their aid. But as the t- the team is on a tight budget, so can they save the island? <laughs> it is a mecha sci-fi comedy. It's just uh, going to be bad. I think on that note, I we confused should, Ark yeah. Knight to something else. Don't is worry it like? about it. No, no. That, that's bad. <laughs> I confused it with Azul Lane. <laughs> oh yeah, look, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That checks out. Yeah. If I could just um, this, this, this is not human. <laughs> what? 
What? So I'm sorry. Subscribe to, to Patreon to see <laughs> whatever the hell this is. I'm sorry to Arknife fans. I I did not mean to. Um, I got I got you confused. Okay. <laughs> Look, it's it's easy to do. So <laughs> no offense to him, but Whoa. yeah. Tifa, are you saying they all look alike? Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so let let's go back to something we did need to touch because Aaron got in touch and let us know mm-hmm. that Great Cleric is his pick for last season. Great Cleric did look pretty good for like a um I guess you could say like a fantasy isekai story. So can a former salary man become peerless in another world? A salary man was shot to death just before earning a promotion. I almost read that as eating a promotion. Um, and a god decided to reincarnate him in another world as a 15-year-old healer named Lucille. Now, first things first, I do always take issue when they reincarnate them as younger, but at least they haven't reincarnated him as like a four-year-old. You know, like that mm. just, for some reason, I just don't, that's just not okay. No. On top of all that, the country he was born into seems to hate healers. Feeling that he's in danger, Lucille visits the Adventurer's Guild in the hopes of keeping himself safe, but the training is much harder than he expected, and every day he's forced to drink a mysterious beverage called Substance X. Wait, this life doesn't seem to have anything to do with being a healer. The day-to-day life of a super masochist back-from-the-dead healer begins with his very survival on the line. This sounds very, very, very similar to the wrong way to use healing magic. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's, that's coming out soon, and it's good. However... Aaron enjoyed it, and he thought it was funny. So I'm willing to take his word on that. I, I am willing to, to to believe that. Let's see, because my anime list normally do like a rewrite. There we go. Right as he's about to earn a promotion, Salary Man meets an untimely demise, taking pity and mysterious being grants him a second life in the land of Geldaria. As a teenager, choosing the name Luciel for himself and a role as a healer, the young man sets off to the nearby town of Maritomi. There, he learns that healers are a coveted resource, yet they often get taken advantage of by others for monetary gain. Vowing to be different from the others, he joins the local branch of the Healers Guild and begins unlocking his magical potential. Uh, after failing to save someone with his magic, he's determined to get stronger. To improve his physical strength and hone his magic skills, he registers as an adventurer and takes the rigorous training along with that... Uh, disgusting substance by the sounds of it under Brod the chief instructor of the Adventurous Guild soon he's gradually finding his way through uh, Galdardia (laughs) gaining a reputation as a selfless healer who aids others regardless of expense so that 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 sounds a bit less problematic than them saying he's a super masochist (laughs) I don't know why Um, I mean, it still might be its anime. Look, it's a seven on my anime list with almost 35,000 reviews that's not bad there's, there's been worse. There's, there's been much worse. <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, that's Aaron's recommendation for the past season. All 12 episodes of that are out. But with that, it is time to get stuck into some anime news very quickly. Kawaii Fire Radio. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. Well, I've got some great news and some even better news. Miyazaki's coming out of retirement? No, no. Akira Toriyama <laughs> is coming out of retirement. <laughs> Except it's actually not very good because it just looks like... They've announced a new Dragon Ball series called Dragon Ball Daima. Mm. It's GT version 2. Oh. Basically, you know how in GT how Goku got turned into a kid? Yeah. Imagine Do it to that, the whole cast. but it's the whole cast. Everyone is now tiny with chibi heads. We, we are still waiting on actual context around this. Um, so Akira Toriyama is deeply involved in the new fall 2024 anime featuring young char- younger characters. I'm convinced it's that 
like he didn't really have full control over GT, did he? He had no involvement at all. Uh, so I'm basically convinced he's like, hey, I like how they made Goku little. I want to do that, but <laughs> I want to wash off the shame of GT. He also did that for Broly. Yeah, this like, is true. The, the, a lot of the film, original, well, all the original films until we got to the Dragon Ball Super era were not canon. Mm-hmm. The, this is his way of making GT canon. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to go full GT yeah. with this. So look, I mean, I don't have an issue with them de-aging characters if there's a reason for it. Mm. I can't see a good reason in the Dragon Ball franchise for these characters to become young again. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of Tiny Vegeta. <laughs> tiny, tiny, angry man. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing. So they're... they're they're saying that Akira Toriyama is deeply involved in it. It's a year away until it comes out. It was showcased at New York Comic Con 2023 on the week just gone. Um, and he's deeply involved beyond his usual capacity in the anime. He's penned entirely new episodes for the storyline, but episodes. So he's not the main writer. So what on earth is going to happen? I have no I idea. Mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Deeply involved. Deep. He's so deep <laughs> so in this. Deep. <laughs> um, the thing is, is Akira Toriyama, love him to pieces, but he is getting on. So it does make sense, just like with Monkey Punch, how he was no longer directly involved with Lupin the Third as the later seasons went on. Mm-hmm. It does make sense for someone else to take over the baton. Mm-hmm. But the issue I have here is saying that he's you know deeply involved behind his usual capacity. Success <laughs> suggests that they're they're leveraging that moniker to make people excited for it, mm. and I don't think that's the right way to go about it. Yeah. Also, considering where things were left after Dragon Ball Broly and Dragon Ball Superhero, which both technically occurred at the same time in the timeline, mm. this makes no sense. And they don't want to go after the Super Manga because that's just went off the rails completely. Mm. So like. It's, and it's, I just, yeah. Does that mean we get tiny Broly? Does that mean we get tiny chibi Mr. Popo? <laughs> Mr. Popo is no longer in the series because of the obvious issues that causes. Um, I the love Daima... the uh, bridge series. Oh my God, are you allowed? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I love how they keep saying it's a diff- different from the plotline of Dragon Ball GT in which Goku reverts back into a char- kid at the end of the original series. Daima apparently does not mean anything. And the kanji could be interpreted as the word evil in English, but there's no further information on it. Of course. More will be announced in the next Dragon Ball Games Battle Hour on January 27, 28. <laughs> so, like, hey, that's, that's four months away. Um, yeah. Um, the Dragon Ball Super TV series was recently announced as coming back. So we're wondering if this replaces it. Yeah. Or is this okay. a side series? I don't know. Uh, what well, the hell is going on? It's part of the main continuity, apparently. Mm. So that that's... You see what I mean? Like, there's a lot of confusion as to where this fits into the overall picture of Dragon Ball. Um, and, like, I do understand, like, going did, back and, like, honoring did the past. just... Did he just do this <laughs> to add character options to the uh, Xenoverse 2 game? Well... <laughs> Which Akira- is still going! <laughs> yeah, we were discussing this earlier. Uh, Xenoverse 2 is getting updates all the way into 2024, and I think it's with Gee. this. So, like, they're bringing back in the power pole, you know, the Nyoibo. You can do that without making them children again. Yeah. So, the, Akira Toriyama provided an official comment, like an official release. So, he says, Hello, I'm Akira Toriyama. This is for New York Comic Con. I'm currently working on a new Dragon Ball. The title is Dragon Ball Daima. Daima is made, a made-up term, which in Japanese characters would be this, or in English would be sound something like evil. Due to a conspiracy, Goku and his friends are turned small. Okay, so at least it's not them wishing for it in the Dragon Ball because with the Dragon Balls, because that's what's implied in the video. Oh. 
In order to fix things, they head off to a new world. It's a grand adventure with intense action in an unknown, mysterious world. Since Goku has to make up for his petite size, he uses the Nyoibo power pole to fight, something not seen in a long time. I came up with the story and setting as well as a lot of the designs. I'm actually putting a lot more into this than usual. Hmm. <laughs> controversially, controversially, I hate anything where it turns characters into chippy characters. Same. Like, Same. I just hate it. I'm like, okay, you've completely lost me. I don't like this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these things will unfold that close in on the mysteries of the Dragon Ball world. Hope you all enjoy these different from usual battles that are cute and powerful. It's like, I don't want cute and powerful. This is Dragon Ball. Like, we've gone... The first, Dragon Ball original series was cute and powerful. Dragon Ball Z shrugged that moniker mm. off, as did the films and as did Super and the films that came alongside it. Whatever your take is on Super, whether you like it or not, the films at least you can't, I think, universally are agreed to be pretty darn good. Hell yeah. And it definitely moved it into the more mature yeah. sort of like the combat focused storytelling. To go back to this, I don't know how many modern fans are going to be interested in it. Mm. And I, I know we're spending a lot of time talking about this, but it, it, you know, I'm really mixed on this. I'm definitely nowhere near the big Dragon Ball fan I was in the past. Yeah. Like, I, I realize Dragon Ball is Dragon Ball and, you know, everyone fights, can he beat Goku? It's like, yes, he can be beat, beaten by, like, Arale, a gag manga character, so come on. He can be on. beaten by Popeye the Sailor Man. Technically, yes. Mathematically. Mathematically, they proved it. Um, <laughs> but look, you, you get the point, right? Like, the fan base has become very focused around the strength dynamic of it. This isn't what they're looking for. And you've got to play to what your audience wants to, to mm. an extent. So it'll be interesting to see how it's done and how it's promoted. I think they're going to have to go really hard on the promotion to make the, yeah. the original fan base want to actually watch it. Um, I realize that because it's the 40th anniversary, they're trying to you know do a celebration uh, of what it I was, see. but there are other ways to do that. Mm. Like They could have done a story which focuses on, like jumps between the characters, but have like, go 10, have the power pole now. Yeah. Like there are ways to do this. Um, anyway, look, th this is all we know so far. January, we will learn more. Bocce the Rock is getting two films. Don't get expired. They're compilation films. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Refreshes. What, are the, what do you call them? The re recaps. Recaps. Yeah, yeah. So, and also, if like, you watch the series, prepare to watch it again. Well, this is the thing. If you watch, if you've got two films. Yeah. Each film can cover six episodes. That's the whole series. You don't even need to do anything new. But it's Just. also like, I, I do wonder if, so if these films would be like released in cinemas in Japan and if yeah. them doing that means that they're releasing merch at the same time while out the uh. cinema and then it's going to be a whole like, th I mean, I do think it's kind of a fun idea to be able to watch these episodes mm. all together on the big screen with like other people and have like a really fun time and stuff like that. But it's, it's also, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, it's locally announced. It's not like a yeah. big public announcement. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Like, it, once again, this is like one of those things like what we were discussing on the pre-show about like, you know, places where they have massive promotions for anime that people have never heard of and they think that's the best way to get promotional value from it it's, it's, it's not um, but yeah so this is going to be a compilation film project of two films the first part will open spring as previously announced so that would be March April next year and then the second part will open next summer so probably December next year or January following um, the programs put out some visual like teaser images they look exactly the same as the ones for the series so i don't really get the point um 
Because like they they literally look like they're the ones from the series, just from a different angle. Yeah, like, they did a live stream yesterday with all their actresses. But yeah. I was like, hmm, okay, interesting. I wonder what's happening there. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> but th- that's it. That's all we have about it. Um, all right. I- I'm just going to say, go read the manga. Like, mm. why not? Like, it's going to be good. Um, okay. Data Live 5 <laughs> anime oh is God. premiering in 2024. Yep. Wow. Back, back from back from the edge of reality, from the edge of conversation, the edge of wow. anyone's mind. They did a live stream event um, last week that number five, Data Live V, as it's been labelled, will debut in 2024. They revealed a second teaser trailer for the series as well as new cast members. Um, I've never watched Data Live. Neither. Um, I thought initially when I first heard the, the the title said that it was to do with data, but no, it's dating. Uh. Yeah. So it's date a live. Date a living person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a challenge in and of itself yeah. in Japan. <laughs> so this started in 2013. So, yeah. Next. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's happening. Now you know. Um, Teasing Master Takagi's manga is finishing, but it's not completely done. New spin-off is being announced for November. It's going to take over directly at the end. So so is this a spin-off of the spin-off then? Uh, technically, yes. Oh. Yeah, because technically this would be a spin-off of the parents' manga and it'll be running alongside it. Um, so the November issue of Monthly Shonen Sunday revealed on Thursday that the Yamamoto's Teasing Master Takagi series will have a new spin-off manga titled Teasing Master Nishikata-san that will launch in the magazine's next issue. Obviously, Nishikata is the main male protagonist now that Takagi has married Nishikata mm. it makes sense that their daughter would have his name mm-hmm. and it focuses on her so the series um, that so Inaba who draws the other spin-off sequels manga which is uh, teasing master Moto Takagi-san which is when they're married will draw the new spin-off manga and the editor of teasing master Takagi-san posted a preview image for the new manga on their Twitter account then I'm not too sure where Yamamoto, the original creator, sits in this. I believe he still works as like a advisory on how the characters would interact and so on. Okay. But look, if he's earning money and he's able to make great series, I don't care. Like keep at it, mate. Like <laughs> good on him. <laughs> yeah. More more of his uh, favorite series, it would seem. Yeah. So the manga is set after Takagi-san centers on Chi Nishikata and Takagi's middle school daughter as she teases and is teased by the boy sitting next to her in class. So she's trying to tease him like her mother would and failing like Nishikata does. <laughs> it's really cute and you, you see sni- snippets of it and we saw a snippet of it in the most recent season as well. Mm. Um, but the actual manga itself is finishing in like two or three chapters. Like we had serious progress in like the last chapter I read um, and uh, that's I think finishing... December or November so it should line up nicely with it. Anyway... Um, Actually, a lot of Yamamoto's series are coming to an end at the moment. He's finished his one where they found like a a kaiju girl oh. as like just like a these two sisters found a kaiju girl and took it in, and then hilarities ensued. Um, that sounds I know, cute, but also terrifying. It, it, it was both. Um, then there was also his. Um, one about like the ninja girls which apparently didn't do very well on the tv ratings oh um, yeah i remember the, the manga was quite good but not really anything happens so i think that's probably why people fell off it yeah. but that's coming to an end too uh tz master kagi's coming to an end and his will ayumu make a move is ending in four chapters i think oh. which is the one with the shogi senpai 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, all of their big sh- things are coming. So is he retiring or just moving on to new stuff? Do you also, I keep saying he, but I'm actually not sure if Yamamoto is... Um, Male, female, or other—it's um, never been listed because it is a—it is a handle. Oh, okay. Um, is my understanding, um, but yeah, um, it's kind of funny at the end. Of the, either way, so that's that's all coming to an end. Um, um, hopefully, that means we'll get something really big and new. Um, now, let's go back to something from this season, FLCL. Yeah. <laughs> Both of these new shows were made by Adult Swim. As in, they paid for them. They went and engaged with studios to actually be done. So it was done by Japanese animation studios. That's pretty crazy, though. Mm. They said they won't be making any more FLCL. Oh. And yes. it's not because it did bad or performed poorly. It's just that they, they're done. <laughs> and that I, is how bad. most people feel after watching FLCL. Yeah. like It's <laughs> it's a crazy little joyride, but what the hell? Yeah. And I mean, once again, they were both only six-episode shows just in line with the original series. Um, so you had so FLCL in another 10 years we'll see it continued so you had <laughs> FLCL then FLCL Alternative SLCL Progressive FS, FLCL Fully Coolie Shoegaze and Fully Coolie um, Grunge are the two new ones and yeah. only Fully Coolie Alternative connects with Fully Coolie Shoegaze um, so that one takes ten takes place 10 years after FLCL Alternative and then Fully Coolie uh, grunge is meant to be a prequel but it doesn't make any sense as a prequel I don't think it makes sense in general I mean right? FLCL doesn't make sense so like yeah you, you, but you know what I mean right like no you're trying to put too much together here <laughs> yeah the anime has a theme of being uh, I love this the anime has a theme of the feeling of being an adult I'm sorry but no no Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's because it, this is for grunge. They're like it's a CGI anime that the centers on three teenagers out of his forehead. who graduated and started working. That's what it feels like to be an adult. It's a robot, robot in my head. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, so yeah, look that that's that's the end of FLCL for the foreseeable future. Um, Fully Cooly, you had a run. It was a run. You you ran. You ran, run. and um, it was Cooly. Anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> so, there is a live-action solo leveling planned. And this <sighs> is by South Korea, which is where it's from. Okay, okay. So, I, can I say something about this? Yeah. Say it. Say it. So, as solo leveling PG. is originally a book. Yeah. It is not originally a web manga, web yeah. manga or anything like that, um, a manhwa. It's originally a book. And I read the book, not the manoir. There is the there is the comic, but I read the book. Oh. And reading the book, I imagined it like a live action. Yeah. And when so I know that there is the manoir, and that's what most people read. They don't read the book. They read that and they imagine it like mm. that, right? Because well, I mean, you see the images and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, I feel like this is not gonna work as well as an anime mm. because what it feels like to me is that genre of young adult novels like the Hunger Games. <laughs> You're not wrong. To like um, Maze Runner, Divergent, all that kind Ooh. of stuff. That's what it feels like. It so does. that's how I imagine the live action, but with this was Korean more diversity. YA? Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. what it feels like. Korean yeah, yeah. Now, YA. Now that you've said that, I can really see it. 
I like, can really see it. Like, no <laughs> offense to anyone that's just purely a fan of the manhwa and doesn't want this to be a live action or whatever, but like, they probably could have just adapted this as a live action. It didn't have to be an anime, which J- Japanese studios got the rights to this Korean story to turn mm. into an anime. So things are already going to be different. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, on that note, I really do need to pay more attention to manhwas in general. Yeah. Well, um, not only that, there's, there is like a dedicated Japanese version of um, Soul Leveling. So Leveling and it's called I'm the Only One Who's Leveled Up. And it's like, it's being produ- it's published by Katakawa and it's a complete rewrite. Yeah, they cha- it's like, it's very, there are certain uh, elements of it that are very like ingrained in this place being Korea and mm. opponent like especially like Jeju Island and knowing and what that like, is to yeah. Korea, like yeah. Anyway, so this is inspiring an anime which will premiere in January, and obviously, um, a French news site, uh, Le International, the to Internote. Yeah, uh, I actually don't think that's French at all, guys. I think you're taking the Mickey. Um, <laughs> was in- interviewed on Thursday, DNC Webtoon creative director. Um, Quark Hayen, who revealed that writer Chugong and late artist Dubu's Red Dice Studio solo leveling manhwa has a live-action Korean adaptation in development. Now, that suggests it has gone through the webcomic side, not the manga, the, the novel book. side. Yeah. Naturally. So, we'll, look, we'll see. I, I think it could work quite well as a live-action, and as you said, it does fit well into that sort of mm. like young adult genre. But it'll be interesting to see how it actually works when there's the anime coming out and when the anime either does really well or gets completely panned. I think we can do with a few more. I have mixed feelings about the anime looking at it as well. And I think people that read the manhwa have mixed feelings. But I just most of the characters are not quite how I envisioned them and it seems very polished, which is fine. It's like the style they've gone yeah. for, but it's just not how it looks in my head. Yeah, no. And what, how it looks for me is going to be very different to other people considering that there is actually mm. a visual representation of it already, so... Yeah, it's 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 a bit... Yeah, it's, it's just not right. It just doesn't feel right, but we'll see. Look, I mean, you never know. They might pull it together and do a really good job of it. Um, the issue being is that, you know, the... the person who was in charge of doing the artwork for the manga the manhwa yeah. has passed away yeah. so they can't leverage like, that skill or knowledge the initial teaser trailer which mm. showed very small parts of it um looked really good but then the trailer that they dropped didn't feel quite the same no. but perhaps that's because they're trying to showcase parts that aren't like that integral to the story yeah. and that might be why i don't know but it just felt more disappointing yeah it really did mm-hmm. but yeah look we'll see we'll see like i mean we, we've got three months for them to to finalize how they're going to do it and we'll know more about that then but what we don't have three months for and this is where we're going to leave uh, our anime news is the digimon adventure o2 film hey. because that is apparently getting a November 8 and 9 screening in the US. And yes, you heard that right. November 9 and November 8 only. On November 8, you can watch the dub. November 9, you can watch the sub. That's it for the US release. That's That's so random. What the heck? That is terrible. That's really... What? Why? Like, why do that? Put it over at least two weekends. Like, give people the option. Mm. Like, and also, you've got people who do retail. Like, they can't necessarily do weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Toy Animation has began streaming an English dub trailer for it. Um, and it revealed that we'll screen in theaters in the US on November 8 and 9 only. Um, it's a 7 p.m. screening everywhere. That's it. Only one. 
it's so like I know, right? It just <sighs> seems so wrong. Yeah. For something that's been like this heavily promoted. And I'm sure it's nothing to do with Toei. It's probably to do with their distribution partners mm. in the US because it had a full cinema run in Japan. So, well, actually, sorry, hasn't yet, but it will. So it's going to open in Japan on October 27th and as standard in Japan, have a full cinema run. So it's also getting a special feature, getting a, what? Anime will get a special or a special featuring members <laughs> of the cast and film footage on October 26th, which will stream on YouTube in Japanese and English. Okay. So this is, um, if, you, if you don't know what on earth we're talking about, Digimon 02 which is the second series of Digimon Adventure, which originally aired in February 20... Wait, no, no, it didn't. That's that's wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong point. It originally aired from 2000 to 2001 in Japan and released um, in, in international markets from August 2000 to May 2001. So it was like three months behind. Discotech did all of the um, anime in English back then. Um, and I think they're also helping with um, the Blu-ray releases as well because they're still around and kicking. This is set after Digimon Adventure's last film, which was Last Evolution Kazuna, and that kind of finishes off the initial story of the original Digimon Adventure series, which was continued in Digimon Try, I believe. Um, and it's sad and it hurt, and me, Aaron, and Kenny all cried in the cinema. It was really <laughs> bad. Um, so this uh, sequel is set in February 2012, um, a little after the story of Digimon Adventure Try and Last Evolution Kazuna, so in the same timeline, continuing on, and it's going to uh, feature the main lead, Daisuke Motomiya, and the other characters as 20-year-olds. So, you know, they're, they're once again, I expect people to no longer be able to connect with a Digimon because they've grown up. Um, and it's going to be bad. Um, there's also cards commemorating the movie and the first 50 guests to arrive at each night screening in the US will receive a complimentary pack of the Digimon card game Tamer Party Pack, the beginning version 2.0 set. Those okay. are going to get done by Scalpers straight away. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. So, like, exactly what's happened over with the, the Pokemon uh, collaboration with, um, what was it, the... The Van Gogh Museum. Yeah, they've actually cancelled, like... That was so sad, though, because, that, like, like those people ruined it for everyone. Yeah. That went insane. Scalpers are, like, some of the oh. lowest forms of life. They are. Oh yeah. So, God. but it's all good because it hasn't been ruined for everyone. There is good news about that because they announced, I think it was yesterday, that they're no longer going to allow the cards to be given out at um, the Van Gogh Museum, mm -hmm. but they're going to organise a new release in Europe and the US at the Pokemon centres there along with other exclusive distributors. And there's going to be very specific conditions for how you can mm. get them that will be fine for normal people, but very difficult for scalpers, apparently. Yeah, I mean, um, that's probably what they should have done in the first place. But yeah. <laughs> I want to swear right now because I agree so heavily with you. Um. The other thing as well is because um, I believe they had like a painting and some like things on display mm. as well. People couldn't actually get in to go see the yeah. actual stuff. And, and this like, is why they've done it. So they've extended yeah. the collaboration uh, artwork section and then just prevented anyone from buying, you know, coming in to steal the stuff, basically. Um, because that's what you're doing if you're a scalper. You're stealing other people's enjoyment. And that, that that's that's all it is. I know, memes are being shared. I guess that <laughs> means we should wrap this up. Wi-Fi Radio! Yes, the thirst. <laughs> Bring the thirst, Pat Mapper. Mapper wants it bad. 
There's a reason why MAPA no longer allows comments on any tweets <laughs> about JJK. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God, they got is that Tony as the of Tiger. this week now? So or? anything that is... So they knew for Nanami, they, like, blocked any tweets. You cannot tweet at it or anything <laughs> like that. And the same for anything related to Gojo ever. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. So, look, that's where we are going to leave things to this episode. Thank you so much for listening and learning the horrors of running an anime YouTube channel, apparently. Um, <laughs> anime Studios Twitter account. Um, next time, it's Halloween. Ooh. Or more correctly, it's like a week before Halloween, so we must do the episode before the day arrives, otherwise it's pointless. Because you've got to be spooky before the spooky day. Yes. Yes, yeah. So we will be doing that. I do need to go talk to the Patreons because they typically help us pick what our Halloween theme is. I'm going to be doing that over the next 24 hours and then we'll know and then we'll have a week to prepare. <laughs> now, if you have enjoyed what you've heard, hit that subscribe button. Join us for future episodes. Um, if you are over on our YouTube channel, make you sure you hit the like button. Um, we are going to have dedicated videos returning to the channel shortly and live streams. If you've uh, disagreed with anything we have said on the podcast, fight me in the comments. No, ignore him. Join us on the YouTube me. channel. Um, and uh, we, I believe the plan at this stage is for the Halloween episode to be a live stream as well. Oh, so you'll be able to come and help us uh, dig through because what we typically do is pick a topic area for Halloween and then we go and dive into all the animes that connect with it. So we'd love your input during that if you do have the time. It will probably be on a Sunday. Um, so that would be Sunday the 23rd, I think? 22nd. 22nd, because I can math real good. Um, <laughs> so good. Sunday the 22nd, probably around midday WA time. So that'd be early morning in the UK. Sorry to our US listeners, that might be quite late for you on the Saturday night. Either way, um, if you would like to support the channel and get access to you know other stuff like uh, the pre-show, which is a whole other podcast in its entirety now, um, you can subscribe to us on Patreon. Um, we share content such as episode outtakes, video extras, usually how the episode actually ended because I have to edit it every time um, because we, we're bad. I don't know um, what you're talking about. <laughs> no. uh, if you can su- afford to support us, uh, it would be greatly appreciated. It is just a dollar a month for access to basically an additional minimum two episodes per month. So, mm-hmm. you know... It, it, you're getting it, value for money. It, it, value and you thing. get yeah. access to the whole back catalogue. We don't do that thing where you only get the stuff as it airs. You get access to everything. So that's six... Uh, two years worth of pre-show. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. Um, so, yeah, if you would like to join the community otherwise and just follow along, head over to the social media channels for breaking anime news, memes, videos, yada, yada, yada. Facebook, Instagram, uh, threads, maybe not Twitter for much longer because I've had enough. Um, no, nothing works. You can't even no, call it no, that anymore. No, no we, we won't talk about it. <laughs> well, the, the, the issue is more that nothing works anymore for embedding. So it's a yeah. headache. It's like th- this past week has been a nightmare for me trying to get things to work on there. Um, and th- we also have a Discord as well. I would love to say the Discord's super active. It's not, um, but we would love to invite people in to help us rebuild it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of it. Next time it's Spooky Dookie. So, yes, I do realize it sounds like I'm talking about poo, and I am. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> what, we're doing toilet-bound Hanako-chan. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Dookie is perfectly valid. That's, um, that's its Japanese live-action Netflix name. Oh, <laughs> <God> Dookie. No. <laughs> I can get behind that. I mean, I shouldn't, but I can. Like, 
Anyway. That killed Tifa. She's <laughs> <laughs> had enough. It's over. Anyway, um, that's where we will leave things. Thanks so much for listening, as always. You've been listening to Kawhi Fi Radio. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, watch some anime. On the toilet. Spooky dookie. Spooky dookie. <laughs> <laughs>